And just name what we're doing next week then. I'm looking forward to this. Really, really quickly. Ooh. Yeah, it's a big one. Um, it's a tale as old as time. Oh. <laughs> really? It is. We're doing Aladdin? No. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does, I think, what it says in the tin, if we can figure out what tin that is sometimes. It's <laughs> best uh, film ever. My name is Ian. I'm Liam. No and I'm this podcast. <laughs> and I don't know. It was just too perfect to not, to not oh. include um, <laughs> one of our greatest hits, I imagine, at the end of the year. <laughs> Why am I always on the greatest hits? You had, you had so much enthusiasm when you thought it was going to be a lad. I almost, I, felt, I almost felt bad taking it away from you. Have we done Aladdin on Talking the Mickey? On Talking the Mickey, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, did we, I do Aladdin, do Aladdin though, did I? No, because it was Talking the Mickey, yeah. yeah so, yeah, welcome yeah. to Best Film Ever. We we t- try and find out what the best film ever is. And yeah. we uh, we come from a, a variety of different perspectives. Uh, we're all kind of musical theater people, but, you know, uh, I teach film studies, and, and my, my, my two friends here don't. Nope. <laughs> and we try and find a commonality, see if we can determine, you know, metrically, by giving it a rating at the end of the episode, what's the best film ever and yeah we're in episode 97 whoa episode 96 is currently our best film ever it's it's yep. little miss sunshine wow is it really yeah oh well, first yes yes oh they meant download wise no 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 <laughs> i mean as far as our ratings go <laughs> no it's oh, not yeah. gonna be first, that kind yes. of movie though is it i mean no, little no, sunshine no. i'd be really surprised That's if it I was, was. Surprised. Yeah, yeah i'd be really surprised if it was because yeah. it's not one of these giant um either cinematic like like Godfather, no, no, nor or Forrest Gump, nor is it like Macho Male, or which is kind no, of the other no, thing you kind yeah, of get, yeah, or yeah. nor is it a franchise, and they'll seem to be the, the big the big numbers. You know, you look mm-hmm. at any of the people who do stuff online, whether it's Cinema Sins, whether it's um, oh, what's that called, Pitch Meeting, Pitch Meeting, yeah, yeah. Um, those things are always like kind of lend themselves those big because they get the most views. No, so. No. It's, we're part, so we try to keep ourselves to a degree sometimes out of that. We do, we do. Out of that uh, thing. But, you know, Little Miss Sunshine, God bless it. But we're here again. We're still on the search. The search is not over. There is no finish line. Episode no. 97, Beauty and the Beast. The good thing about us, though, you have a varied range of movies. Yeah. You don't, you don't have these big blockbusters all the time. You don't have these indie films all the time. No. You have a mixture of everyone because we've all got different tastes. And, and proof of the pudding. I mean, we're doing yeah. an animated film in Beauty and the Beast this yeah. today, right? But uh, we used to have a bit of a spinoff uh, podcast. It wasn't sort of. We did called Talking the Mickey. So I feel like it's just good for our souls if I just... Yeah, I think it's it's kind of good to have sort of one of those uh, there. So let's do our usual get up here. Let's talk about uh, where we've charted this week, and we say this every 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 week as a way to kind of show thanks because it's insane that all the time 
that we are map of the world on the wall. Oh, map of the I don't know what you, Liam was. <laughs> Liam was it was, it was, it was really good for for, for, for a podcast. Liam was <laughs> pointing at my wall, and I'm like, "You saying my neighbors are hitting the wall so they can hear me? What's going on here?" No, I was saying that'd be a perfect place for the map of the world. Oh, okay, actually, and then it's not like a show. Pins where we've charted. Yeah. Well, you, you can look like erase it or something like that. One of those ones yeah. where you yeah. push yeah. it off. Yeah, something. things like that. Yeah, I'll be all right. So we have done so this week in Great Britain. Hey. We're back in Canada. Canada. In Australia. Number 15 in South Korea, Sweden, Brazil, Denmark, the Netherlands, New Zealand, uh, Switzerland, number 31, Saudi Arabia, number 43. We've also charted in South Africa, Portugal, the Philippines, Finland, Finland, Finland. That's no charting for me. Ukraine, (laughs) Malaysia, number 34, Nigeria, Kenya, number 28, Pakistan, number 49, and number four, thanks for leaving the light on, Sierra Leone. Applied for my passport the other day. Is this because you're going to Sierra Leone? No, because I'm going to Denmark. Oh, so you're doing like you're going to do like a tour? So yeah, everybody, yeah. George in February is going to start her tour for as long as her budget holds out for, starting in Denmark. And that will be the end of my budget. Okay, that'll be the tour. Okay. <laughs> I will say this thing: as we're bringing up um, passports, right? I've just applied for mine as well, right? And I just got it back. They told me my photo weren't good enough. Okay, right. right? Um, so I had to do another photo, and I done this photo, and they sent it back, and I'm like six months early. You know, on this um, renewing my passport. Yeah, so mine's assumed, come on too. Yeah, I assumed they would add that extra six months back on. No, no, don't be so no, silly. They no, don't. no, 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 they don't. So they get like nine and a half years out of me. No, they don't. A man-made boat. <laughs> man-made boat. That's what you have to do. What I did and just not have a passport for three years because well, mine actually, expired in 2018. I think we would be remiss, Georgia, That's if crazy. I can you if I can manipulate this podcast for your own personal gain. Go for it. Are you okay with that? Yeah. You're going to Copenhagen, right? Yes. Uh, we have Danish listeners. I was going to, yeah, like just before I went, I was going to be like, guys, where should I go? What should I see? Like, wh- is like stuff to do and like restaurants to yeah, eat in. Absolutely. Like, what does Georgia need to be eating and visiting in her Imagine time in Copenhagen? You met our fans. Four days. Theoretically, wow. there yeah. could be a. You, need to, you know what you need to do? Take a couple of best film ever stickers off with you. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. And I if you saw them will. and met them. Oh, my word. Our, the, the first like listener meet. If, yes. yes. If there is perhaps like. A bar that people want to meet me <laughs> at some point. Get a, in February. Get a hold of us yeah, at yeah, Best Film of Her Pod. Let us know because that'd be, be insane. Myself. I will be with a work work. Friend, yeah, yeah. So, so that'll be insane because yeah. despite the people we have who are close, I've never met a listener who I didn't already know before. No, yes. me Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I've, yeah, I've yeah. never done that, so that could be the. It's weird because a couple of them are really quite local. And yeah. you, what you'd have yeah. to do is like get a little recording. Of them talking. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you can put, put, put it on the gram, put it on Twitter. Yeah, we'll yeah, do the, we'll do all sorts of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. But I'm, I mean, I'm obviously going to go and see the Little Mermaid statue because you have to. You have to. Or, yeah, in of Copenhagen. Course you would. Yeah. Um, but doing a couple of the museums as well, definitely. Like the touristy ones, like Ripley's, believe it or not, and the Guinness World Records one. But if you've got any more like local, specifically um, like insider knowledge, especially for food and places to go and <laughs> eat and drink, because I love food and drink, let me know because um, yeah, I'd love to hear it. I mean, I'm not going till February, but I like hey, to plan. Get in now, get so, in early. But like yeah. you said, love to hear it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And hopefully, some things you'll love to hear this week. We've got up on the pod are as follows. Uh, check out Little Miss Sunshine last week. I mean, there's been a lot of positive buzz. People who have heard it and they appreciated the honesty because we had moments where I, I think a number of us shared stories mm-hmm. about things we maybe aspired to do. Mm-hmm. And when you realize it might not go the way that you maybe had initially planned, yeah. And people seem to be refl- generating well with with that honesty. And uh, thanks to everybody for for their part in that. It was uh, it was one of the better. Not only is it one of the higher films, but I really enjoyed the episode as far 
far as a conversation went. Yeah. Uh, BFE Quiz Night 4, A New Hope, is now live. <laughs> a funny story. Let's just own it right now. I gotta, I gotta, should probably hit the button on, on myself on this one because. There's a mistake. <laughs> think I'm I don't know if you know the story, Liam, yet. Uh, we, we, we recorded the, the quiz night. Georgia was the special BFE yeah, special yeah, yeah. guest. Uh-huh. And it got, I looked at the, it in my mixer at one point. I went, oh, no. And so I went to everybody else, got off the Zoom call, and it was just Georgia left. And I went, I forgot to record. <laughs> she went, what? I said, yeah, I'm really hoping I can figure out how to download the uh, the video off of YouTube and get that. <laughs> so the audio quality is not as good as I'd like it to be. But, man, I wrestled with that for a while. Because <laughs> I downloaded it, and then Sony Vegas went, I don't like this video. So I'd like, do all sorts of stuff with the video just to get the sound. I would cut it, and it would, like, like disappear. And, like, the sound would transform, like, a head half an hour. And it was, ne- oh, like oh, the end wasn't the God. end, and the beginning wasn't the beginning. Yeah. And you'd think you'd be fine. But when you made a cut, it would rearrange the audio of the whole clip. And like put it in a blender. It's like I was I was Knowing like how I know it's like you. it was Pulp Fiction. <laughs> I was like eventually I went. I'm just gonna have to. I don't know. I'd listen to the thing like three or four times through. I'm like, how am I gonna fix this? <laughs> what do I need to do? I finally figured it out. But jeez, this well is what you. happens when he's left by himself. Because there's no one to look at the big red button and make sure it's red. And Sometimes when I got all the other things going, yeah, the yeah, big yeah. red button's the one I forget. Yeah, well, you know, you, me, and Ethan got into. I think it might have been one night in Miami. Yes. And I think we got good 15 minutes in. And I went, guys, I haven't recorded any of this. <laughs> We've just, we just been talking with the mics on. So there we go. Uh, also out this week, though, uh, Who Do You Think You Are? We did the Voyage of the Damned episode. That's our Doctor Who retrospective. That's the one with Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue. That's a great episode. And a lot of fun to do. And I, lo- I love a Christmas special. So there yeah. we go. Um, and right as soon as we're done this, we're going to be recording our real roundtable on the best war or military movies. Oh, yeah. So I struggle with this. I, I, there's a lot I like. <laughs> it's broad. Yeah, I wasn't expecting the variety in in themes or even moods no. that we that were available. So there's lots I want to talk about, and then the lists, the lists, and we're looking forward to that. It might just be me and you, we're sort of talking about the movies. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> uh, Georgia, am I owning this now? Georgia will be owning this now. You'll be there, but you're going to kind of moderate a little bit. Yeah, it turns out, despite looking through everyone's suggestions of films, and there is like. 40 different films came in from people yeah. and then there's doing research and, and there's like the rotten tomatoes top 100 films list and all that i have seen a total of four war films and that includes hot shots and hot shots Part so you two. made the, you made the call <laughs> that maybe your vote shouldn't have equal weighting to myself liam and ethan yeah, the other two are lame is is on the bad shout actually um, but but ethan has submitted a list but ethan's doing some shooting himself for a university project so uh it's not looking likely that he may be able to sort of join us so that's why he's not here today as well by the way yeah, yeah. <laughs> in case you're curious um so um and uh, one last thing the bfe mail call do we know it's christmas Get, like get in your ask BFE questions. Uh, we'll do it pretty early in the month, so probably a couple of Fridays from now. So maybe, yeah, yeah. So we're releasing the Real Roundtable this Friday. Then maybe we'll do it the following or the one after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, that meant, uh, yeah, be about right. Yeah. So let's do some reflections and corrections. I got to push the button again for myself. There's a mistake. I think I'm uh, that would be, I knew what was wrong when I was saying it, but I was saying, that Steve Carell movie, that Steve Carell movie, the one he's in with, with Ryan Reynolds, it's, 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 it's uh, Love and Other Drugs, and I knew it wasn't right, but I couldn't find the right one. I heard it in the edit, but I left it in. Oh, okay. In the edit, I went, I know what the answer is now, but I left it in because, yeah, yeah. you know, nothing wrong with being wrong every now and then. No. Uh, it's Crazy Stupid Love. 
was the name of the movie. Um, oh. Ed from your next favorite movie and Reverend Bruce, amongst others, I think, caught me on this. But Ed was first. Well done, Ed. Oh. Uh, also random. There's a question. I don't know if it was from Ed. I think it was from Ed. Which one on the pod could be considered a super freak? I'm like, I don't really. <laughs> Maybe none of the above. Yeah. Super freak. Um, I do want to imagine the end of Little Miss Sunshine, but Ethan's the one. Doing yeah. the, uh, and, then, and then we all come and join. We him. all come and we yeah. dance around we'll with him. We'll have to recreate that one day. Maybe yeah. I'll be like okay, Halloween next year. I'll be Greg Kinnear. <laughs> you have to dye your hair black and be Dwayne. Dwayne, you'd have to. Oh, who does that make me then? If I'm not, you olive? could be Steve Carell. You dress head to toe in white. <laughs> <laughs> um, because you can't really do olive because because Ethan's olive. Yeah, so exactly. there we go. That's what I mean. So you could be Cheryl or you could be olive. Those, are those sorry, Cheryl or you could be Frank. I think I'd have to take Frank. Yeah. Um, so we got uh, sister of the podcast. Hey, it's your sister. Fuck. <laughs> 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 <So, laughs> we've got Kirsty here. <laughs> who says, sorry, Georgia. Alan Arkin was in the Santa Claus 3, not the Santa Claus 2. Are you saying whichever one that the parents come and visit? Well, he gets married three. in two. I think the parents come in. I never saw. Yeah, I never no, saw it is three because it's when Jack Frost is there. Because he. Oh, then that's definitely three. three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there we go. Uh, we, let's go ahead and we'll do some shout outs. We've got. Uh, I want to shout out to Sean from the Mindfulness for Beginners podcast. Uh, he featured us in a little bit of a shout. So a little bit of a shout out to people and going, "Hey, these guys out there, they're, they're, they're really quite good." And I was like, "Oh, thank you." And I went ahead and yeah, listened to his his in the car the next day to work, and uh, I, I was no, I wasn't working. I was driving. That was it. Uh, sorry, I just started driving twice. I wasn't work. Wasn't working or driving. I'm actually I was working. I'm teaching. I've got a podcast. On. Uh, no, uh, I was washing dishes. And uh, that he, is not even similar to any of the other two things. It's just when you're doing something else and you're like working and your mind's kind of semi with it, semi not. Yep, yep. And it was about uh, how to calm a, a busy mind. And I was like, okay, that sounds kind of appropriate for me. I could definitely take yep. some on that. And he compared the busy mind to the Terminator and Terminator Two. And I was like, oh, geez, there's a comparison. Like, absolutely. So, and then it, it, he walked through like a meditation session. Now, I, I was washing dishes. I couldn't really engage. I will say this. I came out feeling really relaxed. Oh, well, there we are. And really calm. So it's different. I usually use my podcast for things that in, engage my brain and keep me firing and yeah, actually yeah. try and let things mellow was, uh, was an interesting, a different perspective. But I highly recommend it. If anyone's got any sort of things about meditation or just wanted to find a little bit of calmness, Sean, he's Irish too. So oh. like everything he sat, everything he says just sounds so much more believable when it's when it's uh in that irish brog <laughs> irish accent. yeah uh oh also on the things we're supposed to announce for this coming week was that uh, we're releasing a cedar skipping on eternals on sunday yeah. we went and saw oh. eternals yeah. uh, it's divided movie critics so we went we want to go ahead and see what it does with us it, as didn't, a group. it, it didn't divide us well we'll go ahead and we'll <laughs> drop that there and have a listen to it that'll be coming yeah. out on i'll uh, we'll do superhero sunday that's what we're gonna do for that one superhero sunday superhero sunday, superhero sunday. <laughs> so uh also on that we've got uh Kelly Madden, thanks for the love. Ratchet Book Club for the love. Alex from Main Street Finance tweeted, I've got a nine-hour drive today, but you aren't going to see me asking for podcast recommendations because I've listened to Best Film Ever. So thanks nine a lot. And drive. then someone Jeez. found that using like the... Yep. Podcast the podcast recommendations thing. <laughs> recommendation that's how, that's how, I think it's how I feel. Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> uh, it's a musical for the love. Uh, Danny and Drew, thanks, guys. Sorry you're in my seat got a hold of us and said, love this film. And I've just the trick of switching gears about the clutch a few times. So, hey, well done you. 
Uh, we got Ray from NBC. That's not before coffee. Thanks so much. What does the actual NBC stand for? National, bef- National Broadcasting, Broadcasting Corporation. Corporation. Cool. Uh-huh. Uh, we've got uh, Dwayne. That's friend of the podcast. Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Who said, sorry about your back, Georgia. <laughs> By the way, I've never heard my name said so many times in one episode. Although the words Dwayne is an asshole were uttered on more than one occasion. <laughs> he said different spelling, though. I'm like, I don't know. Can you really hear different spellings, Dwayne? Maybe I was talking to you. <laughs> you beat me in the poet laureate thing. I'm still mad. <laughs> that's yeah, just, what that's about. Just a bit. I say a man's stories presents for the love. Ed from your next favorite movie. He does great stuff. Uh, Carlo said just finished listening to the BFE episode on Little Miss Sunshine and I loved it. Like uh, I said, haven't seen it in a while, but it made me want to see it again. You should. Gentleman by the name of Walk In said wow. love the mic quality my man well thank you very much yeah i saw that one i was just scrolling through our things on when i was bored the other day at work because i was just babysitting yep. basically and i saw that someone had commented on my mic quality and i was like oh i'll be honest like mine's mine's a fairly expensive oh, piece is, of kit yours is better than mine yeah but, but you know even those ones like yeah, yours not is not a like, people who can't get good sound quality i'm going it's you don't have to spend a ton like no, the no, mic you're in right there is fine there's three different qualities here isn't there yeah you know you got your mic in which is the best mic? My, mine's the top end. Yeah, yeah okay. of course. There's, there's you do the most here about the fact that the uh, woman has got the worst one, so you can't well, hear. Yeah, the cheapest well. one. It's not the, it's not the worst not the one. Worst. See, I've got different. I got interesting mm. feelings about the, about yours actually, which was originally sort of the number one. The mic. number we one, started, yeah. and it's uh, it's a finicky thing. Once you get it set, it's all right. Yeah, but yours, Georgia, is is a like as far as picks up sound brilliant. No, I, yes, I do have plans to upgrade the, the, the three main mics or for the you know for Ethan for the. He's, he's I'm be, let's be honest ethan's very rarely in the studio right <laughs> very rarely. he does a lot of stuff on zoom with us he does so uh, there's no there's no unless we've achieved every other dream we want to have like upgrading the, the number four mic is is kind of low on my list of priorities uh, exactly yeah but thank you for uh i really i take pride in the sound quality i think sound quality and show quality are two things i'm both always trying to get a little oh, bit yeah, better yeah, you're big on those. or i want to make sure that they sound good if someone's giving your podcast a shot and you come in in the first 10 seconds, it's like, it, or, or, or you get like that level of stuff, and about like that yeah. fuzz. I'm like, no, yeah. I, I turn it off. I really would. So and that's not to have a shot at anybody who's starting off, but just because you don't have a lot of money doesn't mean you can't have acceptable audio quality. To be fair, when we first started off, I mean, we were the sound quality could have been a bit. And we worked at it. And we worked But at I'll it, tell you what, I'll listen to our first episode over a lot of stuff that sometimes I hear coming out there. Oh, okay. Yeah. I will. Yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. Um, some more stuff. Hermes says, as far as what Ian may have in the chamber still, and assume memory doesn't serve, this hasn't been covered on the show yet, and he did a little still from uh, The Departed. And I'm going, okay, mm-hmm. you might be right about your chamber. You might, might be. be. I'll tell you what, though, Hermes, I'm going to blow your mind here. It's not the number one bullet in the chamber. No. And I'll say this much as well. Neither was Little Miss Sunshine. No. I'll throw that out there for people. That wasn't my number one bullet. It's the one I made reference to. My number one bullet, you know. Haven't we done your number one bullet? No. Grease wasn't lowered? No. Oh, really? Oh, I know what you're pulling. Yeah. Oh. To be fair, that's also in my chamber as well. We're so, yeah. Back on that one, I think we? we are. We are. So, yeah, folks, I got news to you. There's some stuff still out there. Yeah. Also, yeah. if anyone's confused, I don't know what they're talking about. Either. <laughs> <laughs> it's man talk. It's man talk. I almost did like a little hint. I'm like, someone might pick up on that. So, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Uh, Hermes can also confirm all about Steve is definitely on the list of worst movies ever made. 
related, but says for all you, so thank you for that. That can help me out. For all you potential pilots out there, a test that uh, Dwayne fails is called the Ishihara or pseudoisochromatic plates, which test for color deficiencies. And depending on who does the physical or how severe deficiency is, Dwayne could still pass to fly jets with a waiver. Mm. So maybe he is legit when he says, if I want to find a way to fly, I'll fly. Yeah. I still think he's wrong. Um, <laughs> the villain's demand for the love. Just go watch for the love uh, one more time, just because it's new. We've got sister of the podcast. Hey, it's your sister. Fuck. Who says. <laughs> good luck. Good luck. always wait. explicit, isn't it? We all wait with bated breath on that last bit. <laughs> Who says. Oliver loved his shout out. That's my nephew. Felicity, not so much. Face with tears of joy. Also, not so much face with tears of joy. Oh, Thanks again video. for fueling the fire in Oliver's belly to become super duper famous one day. Yeah. Felicity sent a video through and she did not oh. like that. She wasn't she was doing this. crying. Yeah. So, Felicity, like, we are such big fans. Big fans, Felicity. Big fans, Felicity. Big hugs sending across the big, water. Across the water and the sound waves. Yeah. Big hugs. <laughs> big, big, big hugs. And, and hello, Oliver. And hi, Oliver. Yeah. Hi, Oliver. <laughs> we yeah, we can't, we can't so, leave you out. We don't want the other no. one crying. Saw pictures week. of the Christmas tree. Look great, guys. Well done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there Christmas we go. Trees. Oh, my sister goes nuts for Christmas. Too. Yay. She's on, so, she's yeah. so, she's so good at it. Like, she's the one who always decorated the house. Yeah. Like, she's I, so I good. Like, I just can't, I don't, have, I don't know how she finds time. <laughs> like, I'm sitting there going, I'm looking around going, I don't know. We're looking around now. Where am I going to put a Christmas tree? Well, uh, someone bought a 75 inch TV. TV <laughs> I think this is going to go away for a couple of weeks. Whoa. Is what's going to happen? We'll be have to sit on the uh, on what we'll sit on other elements. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only place I can think where I can put a Christmas tree. You're not wrong. You yeah. get poked in the back of the head with a Christmas tree. Because that, that, that TV's not going anywhere. <laughs> I didn't think it would. Uh, where are we at as well? We've got uh, the Ratchet Book Club, Ultra Parlay Hour, So Wizard, the podcast that wouldn't die. Kevin, our defending trivia champion. Go ahead and catch it up. On that note, we've got. The, the BFE Quiz Night 5, Our Nightmare Before Christmas. Ooh. I'm telling you, the cast that we have for that trivia showdown, <laughs> we've got Kevin. Ooh. We've got returning Danny from his musical podcast, two-time champion, right? Two-time champion. We've got Stu from Stu World Order Productions, very competitive. Ooh. We've got, oh, I'm going to forget now. Oh, we've got Ed from the Film Effect podcast coming Ooh. back. He was close to winning. He <laughs> he dropped it just because he doesn't know his Avengers at all. And finally, we've got Griff from the Paul and Griff show. Yay. So one first timer there. So I'm loving that. So I'm ready for, I'm ready. To, it's going to be Christmas themed. It's going to be a fight. It's going to be great. It's going to be, it's going to be like Gremlins. Christmas, yeah. but blood everywhere. Bloody. I might actually have had a shot at Christmas themed quiz, but never mind. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Based on you your previous right. performance, I really can't justify you can't that. Me back. No. Like, he's like, you show up, and it's like the equivalent of fantasy football when someone doesn't like start half their what, roster. Debbie literally told me last night, because we saw Debbie, a friend yeah. of the neighbor of the podcast, and she said, when you popped up, I was so glad because it meant that I probably wouldn't lose. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, great, thanks. thanks. Uh, <laughs> so, that confidence. Also, want to thank Shoot the Flick, Ian Davies, who says, I'm loving these Doctor Who episodes. Thanks, guys. And that's uh, Ethan. He does a lot of work on that. So I give Ethan all the credit in the world. Uh, he works really, really hard. We've got to talk about friend of the podcast. Get ready for confession. Reverend Bruce, who says, fantastic review and discussion of Little Miss Sunshine. You nailed the salient points. Who of us hasn't had to give up on a dream we were pursuing? Mm. Follow your dreams, but remember, the American dream is a lie. 
We're never promised any that we're never promised that we'll get everything we want. Now, this was the guy who was sending me pictures of himself at the Pats Atlanta game yeah. in Atlanta wearing jealous. a brand new Mac Jones jersey. Yeah. I'm like, what? and then Georgia said, jealous. So I'm actually like, are you a full out convert now to American football? He was watching the Patriots in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, so it's because it's just because the no, name no, is just because Georgia? Like, no, but okay. like that, can you imagine, like, if it was the only other way it would be like, a more perfect match for me to go and watch with if they were playing the Cardinals. Yeah. Like, that would be great. Okay. I'd love to go and see it live. I okay, wouldn't understand what thing. was going on. Are that's, we, we going to go and watch a match? I think we should. I think so. I think we should. I mean, I've never been so much into this bloody American football yeah. since you got me into it. I think it. we should. we got to find an American football movie to review that week so that we can sort of hit that up. Yeah, can I, can genuinely, I... I'd have no idea what was going on. You'd have to, yeah. like, commentate the whole way through. Well, I think, you know, you, know, you know your first down, second down, third down, fourth down. You know all that stuff now. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I think you'd do. be better than you would. I don't know if I'd, like, be able to see it and translate that to my brain. Actually, it's amazing because you see the whole field at once, so it's yeah. unlike the TV, which only can show you uh, portions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually really, it's, it's a much different different perspective. There's yeah. just no lines. Because that's on TV. Well, you do get you do get, you do get the like yeah, every yeah, every yeah, yard yeah. marker, but as far as like, where's the yellow line? No, that's not going to be there. <laughs> yeah, you, you're going to have to look for the you mean for, I for don't the markers get the on the side. Yellow arrows coming no. up. And I, I don't know what's fourth down because the line's not red yet. <laughs> the only thing I will say, I do find there's a lot of stoppage time all the time. They fill that pretty well when you're in yeah, the, yeah, in the yeah. stadium. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there was cheerleaders on the telly for the first time last week that I spotted again. So yeah, cheerleaders are great. I bumped into them into the um, gold rush. Of course you did. Oh, they were so good. Okay. Let's talk about Hoffy Soprano. I think her name is Laura, who said, I did my usual five minutes, and she said, you know what? I'm seven minutes in. You got me. Well proven. So uh, I was like, yeah, dang straight. So she said I could share that. Nice. A couple last ones. Super Freak uh, said by Ed from your next favorite movie, Hermes, Kirsty, and Dwayne Smith. So it's getting bigger. The group Yay, every week. come on. And then uh, I got to give a, just a big shout out to Hermes. And if he would let me send him a sticker, I absolutely would. Because the number of Aladdin gifts that he sent this week. <laughs> going, I'm so excited for next week's movie. It was all scenes from Aladdin, like, all week long. Thanks, he, he might be challenging the stat for being our official troll. Really? He might be. So Troll of us, and the stat is the troll of the audience. I, I, I think the stat trolls us. I think Hermes was trolling you specifically oh, this well. week. And the funny thing about it is... I don't see it. No, but I had a good laugh. <laughs> Things like that just miss he me. He kept saying, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but looking forward to the next week's episode. And it's like the genie hugging everybody at the end of Aladdin. <laughs> it was really great. It's a whole new world, guys. Uh, let's talk about fantasy football. We were talking about football a minute ago. We went 4-0 last week. Every member of the BFE won. Boo! Yeah, boy. So uh, you've won four straight, buddy. Four straight. And you're up big yeah. on Ed from the Film Effect Do you know this the week. thing, right? I didn't start too well. Nope. But do you know what? I'm starting to grow and I'm starting to get this and I'm starting to trade players. I don't know if that comes up on your thing. Yeah, it does. Every it does. does it? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm starting to look through people and I've even got my girlfriend involved. Wow. Yeah, she's she's not too good on it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, no, it's good. Hey, it's always good to get people involved and then teach people how to play the game. I think it's a great, I think it's a fun way to play. I, I, I honestly thought after doing the draft, I thought, oh, I've got such rubbish players. Oh, you were in such a bad mood. I was. You were. Because <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, oh, jeez. But we'll definitely do a practice next year. But no, you're doing well. You've won four in a row. And it looks like you might win five in a row because you were up on Ed last I saw. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, and he's in third. So if you beat him, that's a big That's a big plus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ellie's in first and playing Defining Disney. I mean, all, if I'm being honest, we all look like we're pretty set for a win this week. Now watch that fall apart. Now I would have said that. <laughs> I say, like, don't you ruin my 81%. Okay, Georgia in fourth is playing Amanda from the SIP list in ninth. And I'm playing Dude Laugh Matt. Mountain, who's in 11th and i'm second still so i'm oh, feeling okay. pretty good yeah, yeah, yeah 
Um, I'm okay. So um, that's about it. So we're about to dive into the film. By all means, one last thing on the way out. Please, uh, why not give us a review on the old Apple podcast? It helps our charting. It helps our ratings. makes us happy. Yeah. That's about all i got to say about that. It does make us happy. That is true. So, Before we drop in, though, are yep. we going to mention about the... Um, uh, what's the called? Patreon? <laughs> that's the one. I was just guessing the word. Yeah, at the say, end of the episode... We'll do that later. At the end of the episode, we're going to reveal tier three that's the it. final three. frontier frontier we've had the friend of the podcast we've had best friend of the podcast yeah. and i think we can let you know right now that we'll be revealing tier three which is called georgia it is uh bff of the podcast yeah the best friend forever of best the podcast. friend forever. Ten forever so yeah the, you, you'll be one of our besties oh. there we go so uh let's talk about beauty and the beast um I haven't watched this in forever. Same. It's been... Oh, shoot. I don't think it's in the 21st century I've watched this. I think I watched this... 2001, 2002, I think. I was thinking about this the other day. And, uh, yeah, I haven't seen it for a while. I probably first watched it five or six years ago, and that's probably when I watched it last. We started a VHS collection at home. Uh, whenever these ones would come out. And I'm trying to think this might be the earliest in the collection. I think I might have even bought it for my sister for Christmas. Oh, okay. It might have been something that, that I bought and then and then and gifted and sort of it was an easy annual thing for the longest time. It was Disney movies. Mm-hmm. And then when Friends started coming out on box sets, it was, <laughs> yeah. it was a season of that every year. So, yeah, it's uh, it was just an easy win. But, uh, no, I really remember that. I first watched this on VHS as well because oh, I nice. remember... Were you in a museum of some sort? Or? No, 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 no. no. I didn't have, I, I've spoken about it before on Talking to Mickey, definitely, but my parents didn't show us Disney films growing up because we watched Bambi and apparently that was too much for us. Um, so it, it wasn't until I turned 12, 13 that I started buying VHSs for myself because I had a video player and an old box TV in my bedroom. And so I'd go to like the charity shops yeah. and go and buy the VHSs for like 20p each. That's amazing because them. those things became valuable. Yeah. later on didn't yeah, they yeah they are now, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and watch them watch them that way yeah uh, well i mean it was a long time since i'd seen it and the creation of this film is actually a surprisingly long time coming mm. so after the success of snow white and the seven dwarfs in 1937 <laughs> walt disney sought out other stories to adapt into feature films beauty and the beast being among the films he considered or the stories he considered uh he attempted to, to develop it uh, the story into a film it was made in the 30s and the 50s but both times were given up because it proved to be a challenge for the story team they couldn't make it work out in something that felt like a disney film yeah now if you consider some of the crap they've peddled out <laughs> in the 50s especially like yeah, yeah. the package films before the 50s late 40s like a package film era and just some of the tripe that made its way to cinemas excuse me the three caballeros is amazing <laughs> yeah uh, no it's you not were trying to think of something witty there weren't you <laughs> no but you know like Ichabod and mr toad and things like mr toad sucks like thank like this could have easily ended up as like one like like yeah. like half a film yeah yeah and partnered with like yeah ichabod yeah Oh, geez. Uh, a gentleman called Peter M. Nichols states that Disney may have later been discouraged by Jean Cocteau for having done a version of the film in 1946. Thank God. Uh, okay. Yeah, thankfully, this version yeah. we don't remember got in the way. Yeah, yeah. And then they put it in a drawer for a while. 
So decades later, during the production of Who Framed Roger Rabbit in 87, uh, Disney Studio resurrected the idea of Beauty and the Beast as a project, and it was going to be set up in uh, a studio here in London, in England. Oh, nice. Um, and it was be like a satellite kind of concept uh, of for the team to do. And that was the plan, and they approached uh, Richard Williams, who had directed the animated portions of Roger Rabbit, but he turned it down because he wanted to work on The Thief and the Cobbler. <laughs> that well-known movie what? never heard there's a whole bunch of people who made choices to do other movies and it's just really? bad yeah <laughs> in his place uh he recommended his colleague english animation director richard purdom and work began under producer don hahn on a non-musical version of beauty and the beast can you imagine set in 19th century france i don't know what you do about the songs in this i know the songs are so iconic in this yeah and they drive it uh, at the behest of Disney CEO and Ethan's best friend, Michael Eisner. Michael Eisner. It's been a while since we talked about Michael Eisner here Gotta on the love pod. Yeah. Michael Eisner. Um, Beauty and the Beast became the first Disney animated film to use a screenwriter. Oh. So usually Disney films are done by storyboard. Yeah. So you yep. tell the story visually with little notes, Mentally. dialogue, whatever yeah. it might be, but it's a visual process at all times. And they kind of went, maybe because the focus on the story has been so hard to do, they went, make sure the story makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, it was an unusual move, obviously, for an animated film, like we said. And uh, a woman called Linda Wolverton wrote the original draft of the story before storyboarding began and worked with the story team to retool and redevelop it going forward. And upon seeing the initial storyboard reels in 1989, Walt Disney Studios chairman Jeffrey Katzenberg was dissatisfied with the idea and ordered the film be scrapped and started over from scratch. Katzenberg and Eisner in the same project. Come on, man. It's never going to be good. A few months after, uh, Purdom had resigned as director, so they went to John Musker and Ron Clements to direct the film they did little mermaid that's why they would later go on to do aladdin yeah they turned this one down saying they were tired having just finished little mermaid Mm -hmm. it's a long process if i if i also may like you nailed it with little mermaid you don't want to unless you're a thousand percent sure go like take some time renegotiate your deal whatever it might be like (laughs) you're in a good place now all you can do is mess this up yeah and so they didn't do it. Uh, so instead, uh, Katzenberg hired first-time feature directors Kirk Wise and Gary Trousdale. What a name. They had previously directed the animated sections of Cranium Command, a short film for Epcot. I was say, that's an Epcot film, yeah. Yeah, very good. Wow, yeah. Uh, in addition, I uh, wanted another musical film, Katzenberg asked songwriters Howard Ashman and Alan Menken. Oh, my two best buds. Who had also done Little Mermaid to turn Beauty and the Beast into a Broadway-style musical film in the same concept of Mermaid. Ashman, who at the time had learned he was dying of his complication from AIDS, had been working with Disney on a pet project of his, Aladdin, and only reluctantly agreed to join the struggling production team. Uh, To accommodate Ashman's failing health, the pre-production was moved from London to the Residence Inn in Fishkill, New York, close to Ashman's New York City home. To the best of my knowledge, no one's told why they're moving it. They're just told, we're moving it. Oh, okay. Howard Ashman was incredible. You'd do anything for that man. Yeah. Here, Ashman and Menken joined Wise, Trousdale, Hahn, and Wolverton in retooling the film script. Since the original story only had two major characters, the filmmakers enhanced them and added new characters in the form of enchanted household items to add warmth and comedy to what's really basically a gloomy story. Yeah. And guides the audience with the film and added a real villain. Yeah. In the form of the French landscape. 
<laughs> no, Gaston. Um, so uh, these ideas are kind of similar to kind of elements of a 1946 French film version of Beauty and the Beast because Disney never steals. Oh, God, no. Um, and they steal from themselves as much as they steal as from anyone else as well. Because that version had like a character called Avenant, who was an oafish suitor who is sort of has some similarities to uh, Gaston himself. Oh, okay. Good old Gaston. As well as an animate object coming to life in the Beast's castle. But the difference was, it's very similar to like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. There's been previous versions of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, mm-hmm. but the difference between Disney's version is he gave them personalities yeah. that were distinct, yeah. and the uh. same thing happened with the household items. It's not like when I write up when I um, have to mark exam papers and they're like write a story, and the students are like 16 years old, right? You're yeah, 11. Yeah. Me and my friends, and the friends are a homogenous group who don't have any distinct <laughs> personalities. They just all act as like as like a, a bubble, and there's no individuality. I'm always like, group. give them individual characteristics. It's so important worked for disney can work for you um so by early 1990 katzenberg had approved the revised script and storyboarding began again and the production team and the and the storyboard artists flew back and forth between california and new york for storyboard approvals from ashman of a team was never told the reason why an unfinished version of the film was uh, presented on September 29th, 1991 of a New York film festival as a work in progress because only 70% of the animation had been completed. Storyboards and pencil tests were used for the remaining 30%. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the screening, even in its incomplete state, it received a 10-minute long standing ovation from the audience. Yeah. I'm not surprised. And it was also uh, screened at a competition of a 1992 Cannes Film Festival and would eventually begin a limited release before expanding wide November 22nd, 1991. Which is why we are sitting here on the 30-year anniversary. Yeah. Today, as we record, it's the 21st. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow, the Monday, will be the 22nd. So that'll be the 30-year anniversary. 30-year anniversary tomorrow. That's wow. tomorrow. You'd almost think I'd... You do plan this quite well. Yeah, I do, I do, all right. I, <laughs> I should imagine Disney will be putting out some merch for it because they did a, um, a celebrations collection last yeah. year that was like all the films that hit like 50, 60, 25 years. So. We got really lucky in the sense that we didn't touch this on Talking to Mickey early. Yeah. Because we, we were burning through some big ones. I remember at one point going, we got to pump the brakes. <sighs> we're burning through a lot of good material. So we let Ethan pick some. <laughs> yeah, that helps. There, there, there were lists, and there was the, the like A list. And A-list, the A list yeah. were like, you have to seek approval before you do anything from the A list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The B list, knock yourself out for now. The C list, please. And sometimes I'm like, we got to get through some C list stuff because we got the only thing I've left is, is the bad ones. Yeah. So I was really quite glad when I was like, oh, 30 year anniversary, we somehow didn't do Beauty and the Beast. So yeah. Meant to be. It was meant to be. So we start with the prologue and we have this multi plane visual. And so a multi plane is a camera that, that sort of comes down and there's multiple layers of, of glass underneath it. Mm hmm. And so as you move individual pieces, it gives the feeling of depth because you've got like the characters maybe on the top layer, one part of the environment behind that, one part of the environment behind clever. that. Really, really clever. It was first designed for the Jungle Book. Mm-hmm. Very clever. So uh, yeah. Even our focus bits. But before even that, you get the score come in. Oh, the music, yeah. Do, 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 do. Yeah. And we get to once upon a time in a faraway oh, land. Oh, hang on, to carry on. Uh, <laughs> do you know whose voice this was doing it? Ooh, I recognised it. It's one of the cast. Is it the Beast? Nope. Don't know then. Lumineer. No, it's Cogsworth. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, wow. We'll talk a bit more about Cogsworth when we get to him and who he yeah, is yeah, and why he's yeah, important. Yeah. Um, I love the storytelling through the stained glass windows. 
I so did. Good. As we go through the story, really, really good. And we find this out. You know, there was this, there was this boy who has a, a evil, not evil, ugly woman come to the door and offers him a rose in exchange for some hospitality. Yeah. And he turns her away, basically because she's ugly, to reveal she was really beautiful all along and curses him. Unless he can find love and for that beauty comes from within, he will remain a beast. A beast. Yeah. If that happens, if he can't fix this by his 21st birthday. And I'm going, I hear you. I'm not sure it's a proportionate response to what happened. It's not. And this also, also definitely not to curse the rest of the entire castle. Yeah, this was a shaky <laughs> premise for me. It was. Because at the same time, even though he turned her away the first time and she revealed who she was, Bonnie just shut the door and just forget about it. Why does he have to then plead with her to be with him? Because she's pretty and he was shallow. I'm not sure exactly how the, the lineup is. I think from the time that she reveals herself to be beautiful, the curse was always coming. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, not like just because he goes, oh, I love you now because you're pretty. She's like, well, now I'm going to punish you. I think it was always going to be the punishment at this point. Because she, I, I think what was missing is literally a line about the fact that his reputation in like the kingdom was that he was incredibly cruel and unloving. And then she comes to test him. But that's not. Because we, if that but, was, we, but, but you, you can't include that. No, but if there was that line, that'd yeah, be great. Don't, don't try and Howl's Moving Castle this, where I got to l- read something no, else no, no, to get no, the I'm understanding just, no, of this. No, I'm just saying, if they if that was literally put in there, I feel like that would, it wouldn't yeah, seem fine. as, un- it's fine. it wouldn't seem I, as I agree. Why was she never mentioned again? She's not important. She's not important now. Well, she cast we're really going to try really, really hard <laughs> not to reference the remake. Not because the remake's bad, but because that's its own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, um, yeah, we'll try and go through it. In the remake, she does show up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which gives us some closure, I think, but Maybe. we'll see. Um, so he claws a painting of himself. And how old do you think he looks in that painting? About 16. Okay. Just, yeah, about 16? Yeah. No, yeah. Okay. Just, just curious. We'll, we'll hang on that for later. Okay. Uh, and we find out who could ever learn to love a beast. <laughs> and then the next shot is. Bell, which I love, actually. I love it when yeah. you get a call and response. It's this one. Yeah. The movie's called Beauty and the Beast. We know what's going to happen here. And sometimes... Name is beauty. Come on, Sometimes right? that's okay. Sometimes you don't need to be... Sometimes the most obvious response is the right response. It is. Yeah. Uh, and we meet Belle, played by... And this is a time before Disney used, like, voice actors for yeah. everything. Uh, played by Paige O'Hara. Uh, by voice actors. Of course, these voice actors. What am I talking about? This is a time before they used big, big stars. Big name yeah, stars. Meant, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, in an effort to enhance the character from the original story, the filmmakers felt that Belle should be unaware of her own beauty and maybe made her just a little odd. Wise recalls Cassidy O'Hara because of a unique tone she had, a little bit of Judy Garland, and that's the appearance by which they were going for. Mm-hmm. And if you look, I mean, it is very somewhere over the rainbow kind of. this. Well, this and you yeah, also yeah. like the sound of music. Yeah, type. you can see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I mean, it's like, actual physicality oh, okay. she's yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah even the dress <laughs> disney had originally considered casting jody benson from the little mermaid as Belle, so how to have a repeat which is like the one uh, who was the woman early on oh she did a bunch of stuff um oh, the one who did a couple was yeah, she wendy yeah she yeah, she, yeah and, wendy wendy and alice that's uh what was her name she's a little girl yeah yeah, yeah. oh i, I want to say it's name. catherine something it or is other. it's catherine beaumont yeah that's it yeah Catherine Beaumont. Beaumont. Yeah, yeah. she did. She did Wendy and uh, so kind Alice. of a concept like that. But then they decided to go use Broadway actress and singer Paige O'Hara in favor of having a heroine who sounded more like a woman than a girl. And the only time I remember hearing that is like Pocahontas. They were like, "No, no this is clearly a woman. This yeah. is not a girl." Mm-hmm. And she's—I think she's well into her thirties when she's doing this role. 
Wow. She's referred to as girl throughout, though, isn't she? Uh, yeah, because she still needs to be an avatar by which the audience can project yeah. themselves onto. And, that's, you know, you don't want, like, it's a, different, it's a different movie if Belle's 30. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she has yeah. to be, like, on the cusp of womanhood. That's basically what <laughs> happens so here. The Beast is, down, is turning 21. We know that. So the, Yeah, that's a good point, too. Yeah. So they need to seem equitable in that, yeah. in that match. Uh, O'Hara, who read about the film in the New York Times, competed for the role against 500 hopefuls and believes the fact that lyricist Howard Ashman admired her cast recording of the musical Showboat to be integral <laughs> in her being cast. It seems like Ashman had a lot of power on this film. Sounds like it. Yeah. Uh, Belle's blue and white dress and hairstyle were inspired by Dorothy in The Wizard hey, of Oz. There we go. Can <laughs> it make sense? And Belle was the first brown-haired Disney princess. She is. I yeah. had to go, shut up. Yeah, and I thought is. about it and went, what, 1991 before you get a brunette princess? Mm-hmm. That's crazy, isn't it? How many princesses? I would, have not, we ha- I would not have known that. Or, or raven hair black. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that. I would. If you, would, if you put that in a, in, a, in, a, in a quiz. Yeah. You know, what year was the first or uh, I would guess decades earlier. Which princess is the, is the first Disney brunette. See, yeah. I might have got there. I probably would have incorrectly said Snow White because I would have thought black hair would be good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. what, what's the term for it? Blonde, bl- brunette? Is it just black haired? Yeah. Bl- aren't black haired people by their very nature brunettes? But that's what I thought. But brunette uh, kind of means brown. brown. I mean, this goes, yeah. this goes into the argument of is there actually ever true black made in nature? Because black is a shade. Black is not a shade a, and yeah. it's all brown or blue. And just whatever. a thought. Yeah. 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 Uh, when Paige O'Hara was auditioning, a little bit of her hair flew in front of her face, so she tucked it back. The animators liked this so much, they put it in the movie. I, I saw that. And she and does I it a few that. bit. Yeah, I like that. I was like, that's a nice little touch. So, a music by Ashman and Menken. The songs are mostly recorded live with the orchestra and the voice cast performing over the orchestra rather than we'll record it and then you come yeah. in and do your songs, yeah. which is how so everybody does it now. Mm-hmm. But it felt, like, it, felt like a, it felt like a concert in that regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so when they redo it, and you've seen things over the years where Agile Lansbury comes out on stage and redoes Beauty and the Beast, and like it feels organic in the way it should be because that's how she did it. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah, um, and I love that, and it gave the, the cast uh, the songs a cast like uh, album like energy. Um, the songs take up twenty five minutes of the movie, and only five minutes of the film exist without score. So there is always music going on in this thing. It, I think that's probably why Ashman was it. so important yeah, and had so much say in it because it really it is important to this film. And it, t- it touches on the mood of how you, they want you to feel with the music. Oh, I mean, that's the thing. I, mean, you know? I teach about active and passive spectatorship and basically means how much work does the audience have to do yeah. versus how much are they being told what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sounds a huge cue with that. And this film's clearly, no, no, you're going to feel this way about this character and this way about this character. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of when we talked last week about Frank and we're like, is Frank being a jerk when he's like like winding up yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Richard when he's driving? Going, oh, you do? Oh, I didn't <laughs> know that. And you're like, no, I like it because the filmmakers have told you he's the good guy. And the yeah. filmmaker, so, But this one, like, in, uh, all score exists to do is tell me how to feel. It really is its purpose. So uh, let's talk about the songs, though. The first song in the film was the first song written for the film. Bell. It's a quiet village. There's something about this song that I love so much. It's a good opening. It's a great... Uh, you know what it feels like? And it's going to sound really stupid, because of course it is, but I don't think most Disney films pull it off as well. This feels like the first song of a musical. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Let's introduce the environment. I, yeah. What do I have to find out? I know who my main character is. I get to know who the um, jilted love option mm-hmm. is. The, the the stumbling block. I get to learn get about the, the environment the of the yeah. setting, and I get to laugh, and I get to learn that my character's good and different, and I'm invested. Mm-hmm. It's so well done. All in one song. I'll tell you what we said during the thing bells like there must be more from this provincial life I want to live in this village be so easy fresh baker mm-hmm. you got sheep walking around as you're by the uh... I need six eggs that's too expensive yeah but like there's like a fresh baker there's like a bookseller like what more could you want from this village it's, it seems it's, lovely. It's so lovely yeah um, so in the first song, when Belle sings in the town, she sits by a fountain as she reads the book uh, as an adventure about a prince in disguise, which sounds surprisingly like the story we're about to watch. <laughs> she flips to a page with a picture. Look carefully and you'll see a princess in a blue dress that looks awfully like mm. Belle. Yeah. There's a prince on the other side. Take for that what you will. Doesn't really. But, you know, it, the dress looks awful like William Belle's actually. Oh, and she's yeah. got no problem with the sheep eating her book. Nope. Yeah. And we get to find some things here. I mean, we meet the whole town, and there's some. The, oh, you know, Belle's beauty. I'm like, there's a lot of good looking women in this town. There is. There I mean, is there's yeah. one of them in particular that we've picked up on. <laughs> she, she turns up later as well. Does she really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was this the buxom redhead? Uh, no, it's the one with the curls at the front. Oh, was it? Okay. Big curls oh, I know front. which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, one yeah. who wasn't overly sexualized, but was yeah, still really yeah. quite pretty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, there's some pretty girls in this town. Yeah. Including a, tr- a trio of triplets, which are probably the only combination <laughs> of triplets you can find. But yeah, so a trio of triplets. And, um, What's wrong with you, Gaston? Uh, I, uh, yeah, it's a good point. And she gets a... Bu- uh, explain this to me. She goes to the... Bu- it's a bookseller, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a bookstore, but he gives her the book for free. Right, but, but she's lending uh, them. Is, she's, oh, is she borrowing yeah, them? She I think she them. borrows them because she said she, she reads them so quickly. Before. I'm not sure the bookseller gets how his business works because <laughs> no, it sounds not. like it's an ideal world. It sounds it? like you're cutting the legs off of your literal best customer here. Yeah, yeah. Like, the one who could be keeping you afloat is the one you're giving the free stuff <laughs> well, to. Well, he probably knows that she's not got the money to pay for it all. The, the she's she very reads. thankful, yeah. but she loved the book so much. That he's like, "Well, you can go ahead and if you like it so much, you can have it." <laughs> and she's like totally engrossed with it again. I'm like, you, 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 you just read this. <laughs> like, I, I don't mind reading the book over and over again, but she's like, like engrossed in this book. She loves she the book. Yep. There's no TV though, is there? <laughs> nope. She sings to the sheep, and uh, that's about that. I mean, I, I, I said this when we were going through. I think this is the best first song of a Disney movie ever. So good. And I challenge anybody to find one that's better. I like Arabian Nights. It doesn't come close to this. No, it's a different feel. I like, I'm trying to think of the first songs in, in Disney movies. Circle of Life, lovely song, not even close to this. Yeah. Okay. this is, It accomplishes so much, and it makes me feel so much about the, it tells so oh, much. I love it tells so much. provincial France because yeah. of the song. So oh, it's yeah. just so great. Uh, and in this, the song's not even over when we meet Gaston, played by Richard White, as a foil for the Beast. He's the exact opposite. The Beast is ugly on the outside, but... Nice guy inside. Gaston yeah. is beautiful on the outside. Ah, oh, but is the beast good on the inside? Eventually. Uh, eventually, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Gaston did someone to teach him a lesson, I guess. He does. Um, so the idea was to make him handsome in contrast to typical villains, and that was a really like a bit of a, a head-scratcher. It was Jeffrey Katzenberg's idea, actually, to do this, and I think he nailed it. Yeah. I think that's why Gaston's also got this, like, 
We talked about um, Nightmare Before Christmas and how maybe some of the characters exist a little bit outside of story when people remember them. Yeah. Gaston's got this like lovable rogue thing about him, and I'm like, Gaston's like he's, really a bad guy. He's, oh, he's bad. awful, but he he's has, awful. He has made his own thing outside and, of the film. And yeah. I do think the remake and the musical both. I've seen the musical. Yeah. Have you seen the musical? Uh, bits of it. I've not. Seen I've, it I've seen the whole thing live. Uh, the musical does a lot to endear. Gaston, yeah, yeah, and doesn't um, Hugh Jackman play Gaston in in a in a version? Or hasn't he sung? A he, song? he may have done it. Bef- I don't know. Yeah, to, he might have done. I'm trying to think of a timeline when it came out. I first saw the Beauty and the Beast musical around. I want to say, oh shoot, it wasn't that. It was a little earlier than that. If he, I want to say around ninety. No, probably ninety five, ninety seven, somewhere in that in Toronto. Um, I'm trying to remember when Jackman gets big because X Men comes out in 2000. Oh, okay. But he was doing like he was doing Broadway a long time before then, so yeah. he might well have done it and then not been. My, 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 I've my, heard. I think you're mistaking my, my my question here, George. My question is: I don't think the musical came out until too late for right, Jackman okay. to have done it before he got famous. Um, yeah. That's that's my thought. I've, I've heard I'm him sing the song up, before. But my phone's not working. Okay, so I wasn't sure if whether that was just a song he sung or whether that was a part he played. I don't know. He'd be great at it. Oh, He'd he has. So he has good. sung it. Has he? Yeah. Um, when was Hugh Jackman Gaston? Uh, in 1996, he played Gaston in the local Broadway musical. Oh, there we are. The local Broadway musical. That's what it says. Must be nice when Broadway's local for you. <laughs> um, here we go. Oh, there are some pictures. These are, are brilliant. There? Okay. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> I'll have to tweet that, those. That is fantastic. You'll have to tweet those out. Absolutely. Oh, that is good. Definitely. So, um, but he's so likable, Hugh Jackman, on, in his way, in his own way, isn't he? Um, someone else who auditioned for the role of Gaston was uh, Rupert Everett. Okay, I love Rupert Everett. You know Rupert Everett, right? I do know who he is, yeah. and I, um, I'm not a big fan. To be honest, he was told he wasn't arrogant enough, and remembered this when he voiced Prince Charming in Shrek Two in 2004. <laughs> He was very arrogant in that. He was. Uh, Gaston's going to marry Belle. And the conversation between Gaston and LeFou is great because it gives all the information. Of, I'm going to marry her. Oh, his vocal delivery is so good. Okay. And I'm the best. Doesn't that mean I deserve the best? Yeah. <laughs> and he's so... Like he's such, he, he feels like a Hollywood leading man, which is why Jackman's a great choice, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like he'd be the big baritone classical singer and you make that the evil guy. It's great. It's great. And we meet LeFou. LeFou literally means the, the idiot, fool. the fool, or the insane. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, I mean, I really don't want to do the other things. This I've, It was the first time I've seen this since watching the remake. Mm-hmm. All I can see is Josh Gad. <laughs> see, I, I was able to put it, put it aside because I saw Josh Gad voice a load of dogs in a dog's life or dog's purpose the other day. So. Is the problem with LeFou... It's remember Josh Gad as LeFou that Josh Gad makes you pull for LeFou too much as opposed to in this where he is just the clumsy sidekick. Yeah, yeah. Because you like LeFou in the other version. And yeah, I think it's because they added they added a lot more to LeFou. Yeah. In, in, in this, in this you don't. He's just, just, he's, he's, he's just, just a sniveling sidekick, which yeah. I'm okay with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not even sniveling. He's just he's not sniveling. Fool. He's, he's just, just a fool. hilarious. He's the bumpkin. He's just the wrong thing at the wrong time. Yeah. yeah. And this is where we saw the hot triplets. Uh, and then Gaston decides, <laughs> Gaston does not have his game figured out. Because he thinks that if he keeps saying how great he is, it's going to work, which probably has always worked for him. But I'm like, realize, you know, if you're going to pick this girl up, then maybe play to her strengths. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he, doesn't, goes, he doesn't care to know them, though, does he? But, man, they want to make sure. How can we make sure that we know Gaston's an idiot in about five seconds? I know. <laughs> what are you reading? This book doesn't even have any pictures. How could you and read And I that? don't like it when women read, because pretty soon they get crazy ideas. Like, they begin thinking. thinking. <laughs> 
Jeez. I do have a bit of a question here. When um, Gaston um, blocks her and he stops her. Like, yeah, it's not cool. Like, like Rocky in, in, in Rocky. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, why do they people forgive Gaston? Well, this? I don't think they do, buddy. Well, Here's the difference between, ready for this, between Rocky and Gaston. Go on, go on. We're supposed to root for Rocky. Okay. <laughs> also, Gaston is an animated character, so it's, okay. it's not as humanized. No, I'm not giving the no, free pass no, no, on that. No, no. Oh, no, I absolutely would. Because I will if say it's this. No. Human, I will also say that they're it. in the middle of the street. Yeah. With they're they're not around. in an enclosed space that's his territory. Oh, doesn't he not do it? When he blocks her, it's, it's the apartment, isn't it? It's in the house, yeah. yeah oh, wait, which one? We mean Gaston we're talking about now? Gaston, yeah. Oh, maybe it's later. Maybe you're jumping ahead. It's in her house, though, so it's not, it's on her. Oh, hang on. No, no. I think you're grasping straws here. There is something. If, if she, someone wants to get away and you block them, that's not cool. Yeah, no, 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 no. I know, but she's up against the door and is able to open the door and get out. Okay. Okay. And he's instantly, and he, but he does instantly get payback for it because yeah. he falls out the door, doesn't he? He gets yeah, embarrassed in front of everybody. Yeah. Okay. So there is comeuppance. Okay. Um, Still don't like it. <laughs> I've noticed when you went to the, when you went to, how about Rocky? I went, oh no, we're going down this road again. <laughs> um, and so uh, then he goes, you know, your, uh, your father, he's insane. And for some reason she didn't like that. Well, you wouldn't. And they you. start laughing. Went, oh, you don't, oh, your father's insane. Goes, I don't understand. I like, come on. No, because she then goes, don't talk about my father like that. And then he hits LeFou over the head for, for laughing. Yeah, how do you talk how about you? How dare you, LeFou? <laughs> but, you know, then they, as soon as she wants to walk away, they keep laughing again. Yeah. But my father's a genius. I don't know about that part. I don't think so either, but that's, that's, her, that's his daughter. So she's going to yeah. believe everything that she's grown sure. up with him. Sure. So she's seen the mad, crazy things. Uh, we meet Maurice. Um, he's going to become a world-famous inventor, Bell claims. Yep. Uh, how many inventors can you name? Uh, Thomas, Thomas Edison. Edison. You world famous. <laughs> Thomas Edison. Okay. Alexander Bell. Yeah. Uh, yep. D- debated, but still, I'll give you that well, one. Made, yeah. Okay. Made the, made the telephone. There's the debates that he he nicked it, but okay. Uh, okay. Um. Uh, Tesla. What did he invent? Electric cars. <laughs> electricity. <laughs> yeah. He invented electricity. I think so. Well, he harnessed electricity. He harnessed it in a different way. He See, it's kind of this inventing, isn't it? Okay. Do you have anybody from like? Not 1700s? <laughs> nope. Uh, <laughs> exactly. um, what's the, do like, like I want to say Ford, but he didn't invent the car. The Wright brothers, inv- they invent flight? Technically, it was no, their sister. But. They were the first flightees. But. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's really hard. So my claim is that world-famous inventors don't exist that much. No, and they don't. people who actually invent stuff actually don't get the credit they deserve. Other people see what they do and can take it a bit further. I'm who trying to remember who invented the cotton gin. Eli, oh, Eli something. Something Eli, maybe? Yeah, so there are inventions, but the idea that you're gonna be a world famous one is your result. It's not really how it works. Doc Brown, you know, you know who invented uh, who is it? Uh, invented gravity, Isaac Newton. We were all floating around before he discovered that. Yeah, yeah. Thank God he invented it. Yeah, I've been to Isaac Newton's house. Have you? Yeah. Well, there you go. That's not far from here. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the tree that is supposedly be oh, the apple serious fell is is that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How I mean, how many people are getting photos underneath that thing? I oh, know, right? Yeah. Um, and then we got off to the fair. That's what he's going to do because he na- he fixes. Cause he's like, oh, I'll never be an inventor. She goes, oh, come on, Dad, you can do it. He goes, okay. And then fixes. Oh, look, later. and she <laughs> has to go. It it's works. And he goes, it it is. Like, I mean, come on. I get that. It's a bit like he's got um, no faith, man. He's got no faith. It's a bit like Inspector Gadget, isn't it? Where he's useless at everything, but the other uh, Penny, 
yeah, yeah. Is, is in on it and knows. I haven't thought about such a gadget for years. <laughs> Me neither until then. Uh, and then they go off to the, and they end up going on a wrong road. And somehow this is Philippe's fault. Because I guess back in the day, you didn't have sat-navs or GPSs. So you just trusted the horse to take you to the fair. Philippe is trying to take him one way. And then he's like, no, we'll go the shortcut. And then they get lost because he's not looking where he's yeah, going. On uh, the way that it, the horse didn't want to go. And the horse gets scared and it's night and it's spooky. And the horse runs away. And Maurice is stuck on the ground. And he's there's wolves and they chase after him and he falls over and we see he's got mismatched socks on and we go you crazy man they're both green just one's like argyle and one's like solid but all right and that's that and he ends up sort of hiding inside the gates of the grounds of the castle and then goes why can into the castle gates open to get in the wolves can't can't get through well he did hold his foot against it to close it and then And then, then back uh, off. maybe there's like a really easy <laughs> easy latch because that's what happens with <laughs> castles that have been ignored for decades. Is you, yeah, yeah. that works. <laughs> <laughs> You've talked me into it. Thank you. <laughs> or maybe the wolves were scared off by the magical powers. Maybe could sense them. Maybe there's some sort of part of the spell that wolves can't make it through. I don't know. Yeah. But we meet the staff. Lyricist and executive producer Howard Ashman again came up with the idea of turning the enchanted objects into living creatures with unique personalities. And the first one Great we idea. is Lumiere. Lumiere is brilliant. Such a- and they don't animate them fully. They just give them a little bit more like, wait, what is that? Funny little eyes. Because the audience, we're going, now, I don't remember the trailer. I'm sure I knew before I saw it I that guess. everything's alive and yeah, there's, yeah. But still, it's nice. It's clever, isn't it? It's clever. And Lumiere is played by Jerry Orbach. Do you know Jerry Orbach? He's one of the actual... Na- there's some stars now coming up. Oh, okay. I don't Do you, know who he is. You know him? He was, for years, he was on Law & Order as Detective Lenny Briscoe. You're going to know him better as Baby's father in Dirty Dancing. Is that him? Oh, my That's God. So <laughs> Nobody puts Baby in a corner. Yeah. yeah. He was also Georgia in the original Broadway cast of Chicago. That's wow. Cool. I believe he may have been the original Billy Flynn. I said it's probably Billy Flynn, yeah. Because oh. the original uh, Amos he's, Hart is Jerry Seinfeld's dad on Seinfeld. He's got that. Barney Miller. He's got that um, a Billy Flynn look about him, hasn't he? He, he, he does, if you were like, we made him younger. I mean, I, I really yeah. knew him mostly from TV where he's well into his 60s, I think, at this point. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he was a, he was a big deal. He was, he was a star on one of the biggest TV shows at the time when he was wow. doing this. Yeah. Um, that and blew my mind. Then we have Cogsworth, the, the clock, played by David Ogden Steers. And I love the double act of these it's two. so good. It's so well done. Yeah, it's it very, is. very well done. You can believe that they were like bickering work friends. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think everyone has got had this relationship at work at some point. Now, if you're a talking the Mickey long-time listener, Ogden Steers has shown up in a few places. Mm. But uh, Ogden Steers, you might remember him from, you ever seen the sitcom MASH? Yes. He's the real pompous one, Charles Winchester. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he was also in Pocahontas, playing both the roles of yeah, Governor crazy, Radcliffe yeah. and Wiggins. Yeah, so yeah, uh, okay. So he's the one who did the voiceover at the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, originally, this was not supposed to be David Ogden Steers. Mm-hmm. Supposed to be Monty Python alumnus John Cleese. Oh, really? Uh, I can see that. But yeah. turned it down to voice Cat R. Wall in Universal Pictures animated film An American Tale, Five Goes West. <laughs> Which, you know what? It was yeah, American Tale was huge, was, that first, first one. one. And yeah. it probably felt, much like when Shrek happens, it probably felt like the winds were changing as to who were the yeah. actual heavyweights in animation. Yeah. yeah. And then you think about it, An American Tale is a good piece, but it never like has that legacy that a Disney film, even the worst Disney films, yeah, yeah. have these legacies. That these that the, the only people who've been able to sort of get any sort of 
sort of a, a foot in have been Pixar. Yeah, yeah. And they, had to, cut, and they had to kind of marry into the family to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and we've got, uh, in the French release, Cogsworth name is Big Ben. Big Ben. Yeah. Of course. Which I did not realize. So I'm going to show my ignorance here. I did not realize Big Ben is not, not the name of the clock. It is not. It is the bell. It yeah. is the bell. What's yes. the name of the clock, Georgia? I can't remember. Ooh. Liam? I have no idea. It's the Elizabeth Clock Tower. Elizabeth Clock Tower. Uh, I knew it was something Clock Tower. I but... never knew that. Yeah, never knew. It's just, I knew his name of the bell. Did you? Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah Big Ben. Because yeah. when they say they're revamping Big Ben, do they really mean the bell or do they mean the clock tower? I think they mean all of it. Is it up and running yet? Yes. Is it, is it back up? Yes. Because it was down for... It took about three years, I Yeah, think. about three years? Yeah. Um, Maurice is given some hospitality and Cogsworth is not a fan of this. No. Because they put him down in them because he, he, he very quickly... Like he picks up the, la- the, the 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 clock and looks at it and goes, "How are they doing this?" Yeah. And then when he realizes they're just kind of alive, he's like, "Okay, cool, cool," <laughs> and runs he with it. Get freaked out, doesn't get freaked out. No, he starts tickling his feet. Yep. So they they walk him down. He sits in the master's chair, which the chair looks way too small for the beast. Once we find out who the beast is, but yeah, yeah. and um, things are going all right. And we meet Mrs. Potts, Aww. played by Angela Lansbury. An absolute treasure. Um, I knew her from obviously Murder She Wrote. Yes, that's me, and that ran for so long. Do 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 do. Oh, it's just great. Murder She Wrote, Georgia. I don't know if you're familiar with this. Oh yeah, okay, great. I've not seen it. If anybody out there hasn't, it's just the idea that she was this like like murder writer. Like she wrote like books, but because she was so good at writing books, like local police were always like, "Help us figure this out, would you, Jessica?" I actually first saw her in Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. I think. Yeah, she was in that. Yeah. I don't know if that would. That's a good one too. Yeah. I don't know if 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 Murder She Wrote would occur now because it's a very old cast and like everything's so young now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, would you have a a show where the lead characters are like, you know, like 60s and 50s? Well, I don't, I don't think anyone would. would produce it because it's not got longevity to it. Because. Well, like, Murder She Wrote. I mean, hang on. Went, you're in your no, 60s. You're not dead. No, no, no. But a lot of people retire in their 60s, don't they? Oh, well, I mean, what's his name? Not to go. Dick Van Dyke was doing that diagnosis oh, yeah. murder show well into his 80s. Dick Van Dyke well is, is a unique treasure and so is jessica Lan- uh, sorry tells angela lansbury yes yeah but I, I, I think as a whole most people wouldn't want to start something in their 60s i mean the the, the fear and we're, we're getting off topic here a bit but if we were to go like say like harry potter yeah. right and the idea of like the original dumbledore, dumbledore yeah. had to be rewritten because yeah. uh, richard is richard harris the, the first one yeah. yeah and he's replaced by oh, michael gambon very yeah. good look at you yeah see stay tuned for liam's harry potter <laughs> And I only watched all these. Greased lightning scar on my forehead. <laughs> I only watched them about a year and a half ago. Really? Yeah, never seen them before then. <sighs> Do you feel like your, your life's any better for it? I actually enjoyed them. All right, there we go. So there we go. Check out Liam's new podcast coming at you. I didn't enjoy the first one as much. Yeah, we are going to have to cover that first one at some point because it literally just It'll took 20 up. years. I do, I, do, I do like it, but compared to the rest, it didn't have that grit. The, the oh, no, because they get grittier as they go on, as they oh, age. Oh, yeah. so much better. Well, I'll tell you who didn't get grittier as she aged. <laughs> Mrs. Potts, because you don't want grit in your cup of tea. Uh, the filmmakers went through several names for Mrs. Potts, such as Mrs. Chamomile. <laughs> before Ashman suggests Ashman again just the use of simple and concise names for the household objects now he would never say this because he did write lyrics and you might need to use the names of the characters in, in the situation so uh, there you go Mrs. I don't Potts I they are at all though 
No, but, but, but just in case. Just in but, case. Yeah, give me yeah. something I can work with. Julie Andrews was originally considered to voice Mrs. Potts. Love Julie But the oh, role was eventually that. given to Angela Lansbury. And I think she's got a non-perfect vocal, which helps. Yeah. She's more character-driven rather than perfect singer. Like, you think of Angela Lansbury now. Is, I mean, I don't want to jump ahead to the end, but surely this is the thing we remember her most for. Yeah. I think she's the one that got the most out of this as well. Okay. Like if you, I don't think you know. See, you don't. You didn't know Murder She Wrote, though. I knew. I knew more from Murder. No, she no, no. But I mean, like, if you if you ever see anything Beauty and the Beast based, she's the one that's always there. Okay, you know that. Um, then we also meet Chip, played by Bradley Pierce, who was only supposed to have one line: <laughs> "Prepare to die." There's a there's a line. There is. I imagine when everybody comes rushing yeah. in at the end. Producers liked his voice so much that extra dialogue and business was written and storyboarded for the character. The original cute character of the movie was supposed to be a music box, which was going to be a musical version of Dopey from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, <laughs> ah. which could soothe the beast of its music and stowed away with Belle when she was freed. But when Chip's role was expanded, the music box idea was scrapped. But you can see it for a brief moment so on a table a next box, to Lumiere yeah. just yeah. before the fight. I saw that, yeah. Chip is the only member of the beast staff to refer to Belle by name. And as he's getting the tea drunk out of him, he goes, ha, 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 his mustache tickles, mama. And there's a few situations where I don't want to think too much about what's occurring here. There's so many of those. You just, just you just, don't, you just don't want to they go do there. They do that the on internal purpose. logic of this have. film. I don't know if you could do this today. <laughs> and right then we go from this to this is where the beast comes in. So we get our most cutesy character. He's like, oh, his mustache tickles to just like the do with the, the minor score, the back light, uh, lighting of the beast. So he's just a dark figure coming into this room. He's with got his all, cape on as well. So he looks even bigger. The door looks massive. It's almost like a Tim Burton thing. It's like yeah. slightly on its end. And Maurice is, no. And I cut away. Oh, no. What's going to, like, what do you think was going to happen here, guys? Seriously. Please go and tell him and be like, look, you're yeah. not going to like it, but. And then you don't get this situation. But so we meet the beast played by Robbie Benson. Um, the animators drew him with the head structure and horns of a bison, the arms and body of a bear, the eyebrows of a gorilla, the jaws, teeth and mane of a lion, the tusks of a wild boar and the lower body of a wolf. Say the f- first animal again. Bison. <laughs> what would you say? Bison? Bison. 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 I'd say bison. That might be me. Let me I'm know. Just, I'm just enjoying If you're from it. North America, am I saying it wrong when I'm saying bison? Well, no, because you're just bison. doing a different um, accent-wise. Well, it's where I'm putting the syllable different. break. I'm putting the syllable break after the S. So I'm going bison, whereas bison. bison. So bison, it's, it's a choice of where you're, you're Wait, choosing yeah, yeah. to lump the syllables, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which happens here a lot. Like when you've you also, say... You've also turned the S to a Z. Bison. Yeah. No, no, it's it's a way that that could be accent is the way that yeah, I, I'm yeah. pronouncing that syllable. But the choice to make the syllable break, yeah. that's different. So it's like when you say uh, mittens. Mittens. Yes, and we would say mittens. Okay, Because yeah. we would put the syllable break after a double letter, but yep. Brits tend to put it in the middle of a double letter. Yeah, we do. We do. Look at that. How weird is that? That's good. Find me another podcast having this conversation <laughs> on. Seriously. That's the English teacher. Yeah, really what, I think it's just the idea about just living in a foreign country for so long. That's going, why I picked wow. it out because I was like, I don't, yep. I've not heard you say the word bison before. So. It's not a word that comes out no. much, is it? No. So, um, Glenn Keane, the supervising animator for The Beast, refined the design by going to the zoo and studying the animals on which uh, The Beast was based. Benson commented, there's a rage and torment in this character I've never been asked to use before. 
so the filmmakers commented that everybody who auditioned for the role was all B, big fee, fi, fo, thumb, and gravelly voices. And Robbie Benson actually had the big voice, but a warm, accessible side, so you could hear the prince as well as the beast. Which is what you need. Yeah. I, par- I found out that people who were considered for this role, and it's not these IMDb ones where everything just goes kind of like, everybody, whoever was invented. I found something on IMDb that said Regis Philbin tried out for this. So I'm like, there's no way Regis Philbin tried out for this. I don't know who that is. You know who Regis is? Is he uh, a TV host with another lady in yeah. American TV? Yeah, yeah, Regis and Kathy Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's past now. That? I have no idea. <laughs> Regis, you might know Regis best if you've seen How Much Your Mother. Mm. There's a guy who's on, like, he hosts Heads and Tails on the show there. Okay. He's also trying to find the perfect burger with the rest of them. Yeah. He's just yeah, yeah. like, burger, I need that bread. And, you know, yeah. I just genuinely don't understand how both of you hold so many names and, like, celebrities. That's in life your experience, brain. part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I just well, Regis, for me, Regis is a big, he hosted our version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and was massive. Ah, uh, okay. Which uh, is why me, when yes. they do million dollar heads or tails, it's a ripoff <laughs> of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Um, but to me, I don't realize I remember it until I hear names and things that just sort of come. But then the frustrating part about getting older is also that you have all this information, and then when you want to go back into the vault and get it, and you're like, wait, where'd that go? Yeah. I already do that. I saw someone's <laughs> face, an ex-student today, and I was like, I don't I don't know your name. And it's really, so you have to go, hey, you? <laughs> oh, how you doing, buddy? All right? You, you saw funny. me try and remember Pulp Fiction. Yeah, like, well, yeah. I'm already but you've never seen that. you've never seen it, though. That's okay. You've got like adjacent knowledge to it you've never watched yeah. it itself um so then uh oh so the people who were back to my thing not regis the people who <laughs> were considered lawrence fishburne really val kilmer Ooh, i like val and call out the princess bride mandy patankin well, yeah such a good name yeah um fishburne would have been good yeah, yeah he's got a great voice he's got a great voice um, but eventually it was given to Robbie Benson. Uh, in China, in the Chinese Mandarin dub of this, the both the voice acting and singing is done by Jackie Chan. Oh, <laughs> I love that. I hope when he's doing like the the, the fights uh, with, with Gaston and he's fighting the wolves, he throws in a couple. Ha. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, oh. Maurice is given a room of his own, and that is the dungeon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, and then we cross-cut this to Gaston's wedding. And he says, everyone's there. I'm like, what did I miss? And he's like, are we coming up? I'm going to go tell the lucky girl. And, <laughs> and there's the triplets crying. Yeah, they're crying. <laughs> everyone's so happy. And then they're like. Yeah, I like the triplets. They were a fun little visual. Yeah. Joke fun. Um, and then he goes in and tells Belle. And she, she does this weird thing where she's got to let him down easy, even though he's being a complete ass. Yeah. Is it? Is this so? I, I hate to get real. So I'm asking you a question, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Is this? A, is this? It's a protection thing. Is yes. this? So doesn't get mad. Yes. <sighs> Absolutely, it is because I've been in. The, I've I've done this. Okay. Yeah. You you let them down gently so that you they like don't the, blame like you. Like the, there's letting people down gently so you spare feelings. I understand that part. But I've never had to be in to let someone down in case they get mad and what that might mean. Yeah. I haven't either. No. No, it's something we're not likely going to have to do. No. So that's why I ask. It's just a little bit of a thing. So uh, unlike real life, however, Gaston gets immediate comeuppance. Yes. Where he tries to block her path and all the stuff that we talked about and gets in her way. And also he's like, I kind of imagine our life like this. My fresh kill roasting over the fire and you rubbing my feet. And of course, the one sock's got a hole in it where it's like, oh, wasn't feeling it. I was really up for this now, but you've got you've got exposed toe. That's not going to happen. Not (laughs) happening. Six or seven. What? Dogs? 
strapping young boy. Yeah. Like me. Like me. <laughs> uh, so she finally says, I'm, you're, you're too good for me, yeah. and opens the door, and his own momentum as he's crowding her takes him out, and he lands in the mud in front of everybody as here comes the bride is played, and he even has a pig laying on his head. So he definitely gets comeuppance. His butt sticks out, and it's just red with yeah. two yellow buttons on, and I'm sure that, oh, that must that a be Mickey? A, Mickey, yeah. a Mickey reference. Yeah. So uh, then we get the song Bell Reprise. You know, Madame Gaston, go, can't you see it? Madame Gaston, his little wife. And I'm like, you're singing the chickens, love. <laughs> like you're not exactly sane here. I get the whole idea of singing them occasionally, but this is a bit much. And then she goes, pippin, yeah, okay. <laughs> She's a little bit eccentric. But then she goes out into the field and it feels very sound of yeah. music. When you said that, I saw sound of music. Yeah. I want adventure in the great white somewhere. It's fantastic. It is good. It's a moment of and visually. It's I want brilliant. it more oh, very than I can tell. Yeah. There you go, Dwayne. Some more singing for you. Yeah. <laughs> you go. I can't remember the next line. Uh, I think at that point, I don't know. There's a bit supposed to be a call and answer, and she runs. But anyway, oh, really, she gets interrupted. It, may, it might even be here uh, because Philippe has returned, and Belle susses out. Like this is this is this is like more of a mind reading than Lassie. What's wrong, Lassie? Is Timmy <laughs> fall down the well? Oh, Timmy's fall down the well. She figures out from this horse going, she's like, oh, where's Papa? Where? Oh, he's lost? Oh, Let's take him to me. Him. I did appreciate the fact that they animated her actually uncoupling, uncoupling him from. The, yeah, that was yeah, cool. Yeah. Didn't have to do that. You could have uh, done, done a dissolve and she's just there. But no, and he knew exactly where to leave, where to leave Bell to. Despite, Despite the fact he didn't go there, he didn't there. go there. Yeah. <laughs> Good. And I she's, have a lot of questions about. And she's got absolute faith in this horse because she like goes into this house and it's yep. like, "Papa, are you here, Papa?" <laughs> and I'm like, "No, I'm a bit awkward at times. I'd be like, I'm not really sure. I should uh, be in here. Hello. You, you at least knock on the door, wouldn't you? Come on, come on. That hallway, I'd be hello. I hello, got some issues with Belle in this movie. Hello. I do. There's oh, some, there's not, some things Belle perfect. does, yeah. and I'm like, no, you suck. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> But anyway, and she goes and uh, looks for her father, and Lumiere's like, oh, look at her. She, she's the one, the one we've been waiting for. She's here to break the spell. And it's exposition, but it felt okay. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm okay. not mad at this, because if they've not seen anyone in so long, they're going to be like, yeah. That, that and kids love prophecies in movies. Yeah. They do, like Harry Potter, right? Yeah, true. Oh, you're the one who's going to come back and find, you know, you're that one. Like, it's, it's, a, it's such a trope. You but are the chosen aimed, one. It is yeah. aimed at children, so you do need... Oh, yeah, yeah, I, do I, need I, that's not here as a complaint. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't understand why everybody else is more positive about Belle. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't care how l- realistic you think this is. We're talking days. Yeah. yeah. Like, at least go down swinging. <laughs> yeah. Um Belle finds Maurice. Uh Maurice tells her to go out. She stumbles upon the dungeon. Like, like okay. just like that. Enter the beast. whole big place. She takes the idea that he's her prisoner. Re- so he takes the idea that, that that her dad, the beast prisoner, really easily. Well, he he trespasses. At no point does she go, Well, that's unrealistic. No. Well, surely when, I'm going to come back and get someone to stop you. Yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, well, well, maybe I can have a space. I'm like, is that the first step you go to? No. Like, he's, he's, he's an old man who came into your house for protection from wolves. And Should no, we talk about this, maybe? Yeah, no, no, he doesn't, does he? So why is the beast a good guy? Why he's do not we forgive at this him point. In? Yeah, but, yeah, but why do we forgive him? It's a magical fortnight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, you know, because the movie tells us to, is the answer. But no, you've got... You've got because Belle you got right. no forgiveness in there whatsoever. He's got no... You no. Know. 
Until, because if you think about the Beast, he's acting in his own actions almost entirely throughout the movie. Yeah. So then we've got, um, she wants to take Maurice's place. He goes, you'll have to stay here forever. Again, doesn't debate the terms and go, wait, hang on. Forever? Mm, Explain to me how the punishment for trespassing, which just you don't want me here, is is to make me stay with you forever. Surely it should be to kick me out. Yeah. I think it's once once she's made that initial offer of, I'll take his place, his brain is automatically going, she might be the yeah, one. Yeah, they, are, they do wrong. mention that in a few minutes. He goes, of course I know. Yeah, Still, of course I've thought about yeah. it. Yeah. But she's not questioning this. She's like, okay, all right. And then Maurice is thrown into this really weird carriage. That's <laughs> like, like this looks like something I got a Tim Burton. It was horrible. Yeah. It's like a it's like a sedan thing, but like yeah. a spider sedan. And at which point I'm like, is he inside somebody right now? <laughs> this is where the internal yeah. logic of this falls apart a little bit because how many of the enchanted objects are just objects that were already there? Like, did he have no enchanted? stuff? It's really hard to go which stuff is enchanted and which stuff isn't, and which yeah. stuff is is people being turned into objects. I think yeah. the people. I think the things with faces were people. And I think the... Can the inanimate objects be enchanted as well? Yes. And they're not people? Yes. But what about the dog? That's no face. But it has a tail, doesn't it? <laughs> well, no, it's got a tail on both sides. No, it hasn't. It's only got a tail on one side. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. It's got four tassels. I think it's got tassels on both sides. It it's wags yeah. one of them as a tail, but... It's got four tassels, and then it's got a longer one in the back. Oh, is it really? I think so. If you can find it, absolutely. Um... So then, maybe he smashed it all in that other room. <laughs> and then Beast is told by everybody, all that broken stuff. What if it's like dead bodies? I know. Like, what if he like got mad at one of them and smashed it? And it's like, whenever he turns, it's just carcasses everywhere. <laughs> oh, that idiot! He's arrested within moments. Moments. Yeah. Um, he goes, and it, the idea is maybe we should put her in a room that's a bit more comfortable. And so he's like. I'd like to take you into your new room. And she goes, what? And he's like, well, uh, uh, he stumbles. I'm like, oh, you don't want to stay right. here, do you? You don't want to stay here, do you? And he holds <laughs> his hands out. Um, and we meet the castle. And the majority of the sculptures that you see as they're walking around, those are like original character designs for, for Beast in various stages. Oh. So they use the artwork here, which I thought was a really clever idea. Oh, I might actually have been wrong. He has two tassels. But one he uses as like his sniffer and one as his tail. There's a mistake. I think I'm one is longer but and like more tail like and the other one is like more splayed as if it were like a you know when dogs have like long hair and they've got like moustaches and beards yeah. it looks like that but yeah i was wrong so you want to admit i was right uh, no i was just wrong no, no. <laughs> i got two words for you acknowledge me that's right acknowledge me <laughs> i love when you two fight on her <laughs> it's like a battle when, of horns well we can keep it in <laughs> When it stays funny and is able what it's, to what it's, like, what it's like a six, it's yeah. funny. <laughs> Anything more than that, no. we have to stop the podcast. We got to stop the podcast. Up. <laughs> and then I got to listen to it like the next day and go, oh, jeez, oh, it's tough. hard to re-listen to it. That's tough. That's, um, that's where I get my... my like, your payback? I, is yeah, it your comeuppance? If, if, right. if I felt like really upset by it, I'm like, I know you have to listen <laughs> yeah, to it. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, and so he takes her to the new room. We said she he, she gets told she can go anywhere she wants except for the West Wing. She goes, what's in the West Wing? Bell, you suck. Also, maybe just... But also, if he That's hadn't the told her... That's the isn't it? Huh? If he hadn't have told her, don't go in the West Wing. Like, as soon as someone says, don't think of a blue elephant, you're thinking of it's a blue how, elephant. It tells the you? audience that it's a blue elephant yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. We go, the West Wing's important. Okay, great. It helps that we know what a West Wing is from, you know, President Bartlett and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, 
I don't know. I mean, I think she's a terrible person. Uh, so here's the one thing. I don't, sure, you'll see. Go anywhere you want to go, but please don't go in this one part of my house. Why? What's in there? Shut up. Yeah. Shut yeah. up, Bell. I mean, Adam and Eve in it. Don't eat the apple. Yeah, I guess. Uh, let's go back to uh, something else, though, and that is Gaston, who needs to Gaston. be picked up after falling, failing with Bell. No and he's depressed. One's <laughs> slick as Gaston, no one's quick as Gaston, no one's hair is incredibly thick as Gaston. <laughs> I don't know why you're singing the Sodium Mouse. Because that's what LeFou sounds like. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, for the, actually, it's not. For the song Gaston, <laughs> uh, Howard Ashman had written more lyrics than were required, so they were cut from the final version. These lyrics did eventually show back up in the Broadway yeah. musical as well as the remake. The longest song. Uh, Gaston originally ended with LeFou trying to spell out Gaston's name, but ultimately failing and giving up. <laughs> uh, the line was performed, and it can be heard by the, the voice actor, and it can be heard on the soundtrack, and that was also included in the 2017 live-action remake. Cool. Uh, it's just a fun song in it it is when i was a boy i ate four dozen eggs <laughs> <laughs> yes that's one of the lines from the song Everybody yeah to help okay. me get large <laughs> excellent um i don't know i mean lefou it's kind of what lefou is here for he's the little guy who tells the big guy how great he is and rallies the pub to do likewise it's a great it's a great event when i once saw the musical best song in the musical Hands down, it's a spectacle. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all this stuff. It's like, it's like, like umpapa in there. It's, 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 it's very umpapa. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, you know, he. I use antlers in all of my decoration. <laughs> yeah. That's also a line in it. Yes, it is. <laughs> you, 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 you joined in for it. <laughs> so you, hang on, you can't both join into the line and no, then make fun of me oh, for doing absolutely it. Absolutely, I you can. Cannot. When you already made fun of me for doing one, well, but I didn't I jump always, in on your line. I always sing the wrong lines. So. You do. <laughs> you, you actually sang that one wrong as I well. Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I always do. Um, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and it finishes. I mean, there's a bit where um, more, you think the song's over, and then Maurice comes in. You go, okay, all the song's definitely over, and he explains about the beast, and they mock him, and they throw him out. Crazy old Maurice always good for a laugh and then this is where gaston has his plan and he sort of sings crazy around it old mm. uh crazy old maurice that's what i said oh he's pretty i'm sorry um <laughs> why would i be calling maurice he's pretty, pretty he's pretty no not pretty comma old maurice pretty old oh. there we are <laughs> this podcast is supposed to be like two hours long just, just like just like the one gay guy in in like all of like early 20th century <laughs> late 20th century disney films just going ah oh, pretty old maurice <laughs> you're like i do i do like him yes um you two and, should do a separate podcast where oh, you just geez. bounce off each other i don't know just wax poetic about the day yeah. um, <laughs> gaston reveals his great final plan with a final verse with whispers about the stuff that we're not supposed to hear yet which makes me want to find out what it is, of it is. and then it finishes with this march down the aisle kind of and he's like walking with lefou the window and like it's, and yeah. like Gaston's like, like he looks cool but LeFou's like trying to be Bell he, <laughs> he can't reach him he can't tell. so it's fantastic uh, back to the castle all of Bell's furniture seems like it's sentient except for the bed the bed was already there <laughs> yes. and it's not so according and it's to your theory it's not enchanted everything but the beds there's, there's, there's still other things like the, the plate and like the dinnerware that she eats off of isn't enchanted either uh, do we know that because it doesn't move all the other plates move in that 
Yeah, but hers doesn't. Okay, let's keep but it going. Maybe they move later on in the, the dance sequence. Yeah. Maybe the bed <laughs> actually is alive. I think so. Uh, so my question was, does Chip have a head wound? And we later find out, no. But I'm like... There is a drawing of him coming back as a boy with, like, a gaping hole in his skull. You can see his face. <laughs> <laughs> like, it'd be great if you, like, yeah, I fell down the day before the day we got enchanted. And I had this bandage on it. It's, the, it's been a chip. And now, oh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to taking this Band-Aid off and being, you know, whole again. <laughs> Um, does Mrs. T- my, my question: like, the tea is inside Mrs. Potts, so is yes. she like spitting the tea out into? Don't think about it. Oh. Do not think about it too hard. Does she spit the tea? She doesn't spill the tea, but I'm wondering if she spits the tea. <laughs> uh, by the fire, uh, I've got and, and yes. there's a, the beast in front of the fire, and on top of the of the mantle, you've got Lumiere and Mrs. Potts. So I'm going out. They get up there. They jumped. Obviously, you think Mrs. Potts is making that jump? <laughs> She'd break. Yeah, and she's also porcelain. Like, yeah. if, if I was one of these things, if I was a teapot, I'm, going, I'm not. I'm not doing any dance numbers. Okay. There's no. Yeah. I'm, I'm like. I'm not doing any dance numbers. Forget that. Oh, like, no. I'm, I'm in a porcelain. Like, I'm one. Maybe butterfingers. Put him up there. Put him, put him both up there. Maybe. <laughs> I want to have a conversation with you. Two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be looking down at you. I want to be looking up oh, at you. Geez. Um, Lumiere thinks they'll be human again in no time, but Mrs. Potts says it's not like that. It takes time, and they give him advice. It's very funny. It's back and forth. You must stand up straight. You must clean your nails. You must do this. You must do that. But, you know, be 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 friendly, but don't be like a psycho. And then finally, <laughs> you must control your temper. Yeah. He's got a big temper. And then it turns out Cogsworth comes down and says she's not coming down for dinner. And he loses his shit. He does. Uh, goes <laughs> upstairs, and his temper. opening line is, you'll come down or I'll break down the door. Now, again, why are we supposed to like the beast? He's a beast. Because he's not human, he gets away with us. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And, and also the fact that he's... If he was presented in a human-like like form, years, that would be different. But no, he's supposed to have like these... Anim- he looks like a bear. And what would a bear do? It would, t- it would, it would knock down the door. Okay. Um, Still Stockholm Syndrome. It, it is. I'm not disagreeing <laughs> with that. Lumiere doesn't think this is the best way to win someone's affections. Lumiere is right. <laughs> Lumiere is definitely right. Uh, we find the magic mirror. He's like, show me the girl. I'm like, well, this is creepy. Yeah, just a bit. Yeah. Uh, the beast thinks he's fooling himself because she'll never see me as anything more than a monster. Stop being one then. And we wake Be up nice. and it's... Literally the plot of the film, Liam. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just saying, the first woman you've seen in fucking years. Well, to be fair, he is playing up against the clock. <laughs> uh, well, get her on the side then. Yeah, it's snowing. Lumiere's trying to get fresh with a feather duster. She goes, I've been burned by you before. She's hilarious. Uh, they all meet in the kitchen and they agree to feed her. And they go, she's not our prisoner. She's our guest. I'm like, I, I bet to differ, Lumiere. She very much is your prisoner. Mm-hmm. That's what you have to stay here forever means. <laughs> But I will agree that be our guest is catchier than you're our prisoner. You're our prisoner. You're our prisoner. <laughs> we won't feed you and you'll die. <laughs> and you'll die. A very horrible death. <laughs> be our prisoner. Be our prisoner. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many times I wish this was visual because your face while we were doing that. <laughs> you're so unimpressed you know when parents tell you off and they're like i'm not angry i'm just disappointed yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the look he's got on the 
But no, I'm not no more be, be our prisoner. We're not doing it anymore. <laughs> the glass is cracked. The plate is holy. Don't eat the bread. We think it's moldy. Yeah. <laughs> well done, you. That's what you were. That's what you were stalling for. Nah. Yeah. 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 We know you well. <laughs> All right, acknowledged. Um, so uh, there's a great close up on Lumiere when he starts, like right tight in. He's like smugly going, like it's like he's going. This is good. Yeah. <laughs> you can see that. some so good this stuff this here. Is, it's you before you play one of your intros that you spent half an hour on. Yeah, it is. It really is. I've this a few times where they do close-ups of people's eyes. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, extreme close-ups, yeah. Yeah, that's... And yeah. he's got a matchstick and a little douser as a hat and a cane. Oh, it's very it. cool. It's great. Um, and be our guest. I mean, I don't have any notes on... I've got notes on the history of it, but not a whole lot on the on the, what I saw. Uh... Because it, 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 it's, it's just fantastic. It was originally written for Maurice, though, wasn't it? There's a swimming pastiche. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was into that. Yeah, it was. That's okay. But there's a swimming pastiche from a million films where they all like kind of like dive into the, and it's like the overhead shot That's of great. like, uh, usually it's like it's swimmers or dancers or MGM things. Yeah, it's so well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A whole verse is now, here's my issue though. Whole, there's a whole verse where it's like, Mrs. Poss, like, it's a guest. It's a guest. And like washing everything up. And I'm like, hang on, where are they? And they're like, oh, they're in the kitchen. I'm like, the bell's in the dining room. Yeah. Who are you singing? How much of this can Belle see? Is it just like Lumiere does his verse and then like everything else is the rest of the castle? And they're like, oh, we probably should have like, like shown Belle all this. Because that's what she's eating. <laughs> Stupid. It's between courses, obviously. Stupid. But I'll tell you what, like, this, this scene is given so many gifts. Like everything yeah. from her clapping it to is. bouncing, it is. it's all over the web. So there we go. Uh, for the song Be Our Guest, Alan Menken created placeholder gimmicks. Sorry, placeholder melodies for which Howard, Howard Ashman would be able to write lyrics. Mencken then decided those original melodies were more suitable than anything else he could compose, and they became the final version of a song. Oh. Originally, as George said, supposed yeah. to be sung to Maurice. Do you know how I know that? How? Because um, in one of the stage shows that they do in the parks, I don't know if it's Mickey Mickey's Philharmonic, it's one of them, but it's the one where Donald basically travels through loads of different music, music and they use the It's not the Three Caballeros. No, it's not the Three okay. Caballeros. This is one of the stage shows. Okay. They use the original version because it has um, something about join us, eat your dinner, sir, and they keep the original oh, okay. because it's sung at Donald yep. Duck. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, story artist Bruce Woodside suggested the object should be singing to Belle rather than her father, and the directors agreed. The sequence and song was then retooled to replace Maurice with Belle. Uh, the prologue states that the rose will bloom at the start of the movie until the princess 21. And be our guest, Lumiere says, 10 long years we've been rusting. Needing so oh. much more than dusting. Meaning the kid's 11? 11, yeah. yeah. Okay, if he's spoiled, where's his parents? Yeah. Yep. And why put a spell on him at that age? Many fans noticed this and pointed it out. And this is a pre-internet era. They would die for this today. It's, it's cut from the new When the it was remade, one. there's no mention of a 21st birthday. And his line was changed to, too long too we've, long been, we've rusting. been rusting. Get yourself out of that. Because ah. otherwise you penalize like an 11-year-old boy. Now yeah. the painting, he looks way older than 11. Yeah, he does. So maybe Lumiere's doing a little bit of hyperbole. Maybe he's like... I think he must have been, yeah. You know, maybe it's been five years, but he's like, 10 just sounds better. <laughs> Uh, after dinner, Cogsworth, who didn't want any of us to go on, is like, all right, good show, everybody. Good show. Good isn't it? Oh, jolly good. I love Cogsworth. I hate him as well, but I love Cogsworth. Belle decides she's going to manipulate because he wants her to go back to her room. She goes, I want to go on a tour. I couldn't sleep now. <laughs> she's been sleeping all day, love. She's um, trying to go to the West Wing. That's all she wants. That's all she wants. And she flirts with Cogsworth to make it happen. Yep. I don't like that. 
No, because she's getting her way just for flirting with him. Yeah, and in this case, flirting. I mean, there's no whatever. I'm talking about. A, a, I realize I'm talking about a, about a woman and a, and a sentient clock. clock. I do realize that. <laughs> and and I don't. I just don't like my boy Cogsworth getting clock blocked. You know what I mean? <laughs> clock blocked. I, mean, I just came up with that. I don't think it's that bad because. Cogsworth knows that actually what they want is for her to fall in love with the beast. So he's not going to. Uh, he doesn't actually have any anyway. actual intentions. No. Fair enough. I just appreciate the use of a clock block. Um, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, it's not the best pun because the best pun's about to happen when Cogsworth's doing his little. Um, his little tour up and down yeah. the uh, the thing. He says, oh, and that was this, and that was this, and that's from the later Baroque era. And you know what I always say? If it's not Baroque, don't <laughs> fix it. <Yeah>. Nice. <laughs> then the old so term. many bloody pants. When I was a kid, I think I wanted to be Lumiere. I think as I age, I realize I'm Cogsworth. Uh, I think more, so. I'm more Lumiere. You definitely are more Lumiere. <laughs> um, I think I'm definitely Mrs. Potts. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> Belle, uh, oh, so instead she wants to go to the West Wing and they, they almost lure her away with promises of a life. She goes, oh, that's the West Wing. Like you were told, not just very, don't go in the West Wing. And she goes, oh, and because she's not allowed to, it's not like, I, I, I wish they found a more storyline-y reason for her to have to go to the West Wing yeah. than just, he said I shouldn't go there. I'm going to go there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she fools them into thinking they're going to, the, to go to the library, at which point the two of them are like, yes, books, tons of books. I'm like, like three steps in, do you not realize the not human following. who's like eight times your size isn't with you? Yeah, exactly. But also, one of my favorite lines is Illumia going, a library. Yes, it has books. Like as if it did. The library bit, I don't think books. he spent a lot of time in the library. No. And she loves books, so why yeah. didn't she go? Yeah, well, because she wants to go to the West Wing. She no, wants I to know. No, but you know. Also, Bell. bit of bit of on the beast here. If he'd have said, "Look, don't go in there because I've got this thing in here that basically, if you break it, it will doom us all," and then she might have been a bit like, "Okay, I won't go and touch the thing." I definitely need to go see this. You literally she she want to see it, but you don't have to. Then you don't touch it, do you? No. So Belle's clearly in the wrong. Goes in the room, lifts up the glass. Like okay, the glass is there for a reason. Like how dumb are you here? And it's just suspended. And then when he day. gets mad, my issues that she she goes. And I know again, it's it's just a Disney movie. I get that, but it's all like, like oh, I'm scared. Like no, you, like, you. He told you not to go oh. in. Oh, yeah, she's definitely in the shit. But like, if he'd have, if he'd have just <laughs> said, Hammond. if she'd have just said, if he'd have just said, sorry don't touch it because then it would it would have been a lot less likely to happen this is literally if she breaks this you're a beast forever yeah that's what i mean I so have, if he's if a, not- we've established he's got anger issues mm-hmm. so i have no issue with the character responding this way because he gets angry anyway oh, yeah, what no. else was going to happen is, is if he'd have just if he'd have said earlier right early on when he's like don't go in the west wing because i've got this thing in there if you touch it and break it i will be a beast forever this is a lot less you think that that would have been a here's what i'm going to do I'm going to reveal to you the person I've just made my prisoner after I had your father prisoner and I'm holding you against your will. Here is my main weakness. Please don't go near it. Here's my Achilles heel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's I'm exposing like, everything. I'm going to steal how much your mother thing, but the horror villain does not come out and say, by the way, kids, fire is my only weakness, okay? <laughs> just so you're aware. I know I'm scared with this chainsaw, but just keep me away from fire because outside of that, I'm pretty good. <laughs> you're right. You've got a point. There we are. Um, I gotta do it. Acknowledge me. Delete that off of there. I'm gonna get one. I've got. I've got another plan for another one to do something like that with. So we'll see. (laughs) Um, And so Belle goes to escape and goes. I can't stay here another minute. I'm not sure she got what you can never leave meant. No. Although he does go. Just go. 
I think it means out of the room. I think so, but you could take that if you were being taskmaster about it to mean I'm leaving forever. I'm just leaving. saying, he told me I could. He said, yeah, he said I could just go. go. But do you know what? I've got a horse around the corner waiting for me. Well, I'll tell you what, I got Philippe is just waiting there. It's like you went beep, 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 with a little thing. <laughs> yeah. There he is. Stay there, Philippe. Don't move. Um, it's supposed to be forever. Why is he there? They go he to escape. They go to escape, and within like five seconds, the wolves are attacking. Please remember this for later in the film, would you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, props to Belle, because Philippe, you know, she gets bucked off Philippe, and then Philippe is being attacked by the wolves, and he's trying to, oh, I'm so worried for the horse, actually. He's doing his absolute best, and Tangled, he would have been like Super Horse, and he would have done it. Tangled su- I like Philippe way better than the horse in, in Tangled. <laughs> Tangled does not suck. I, I went Tangled, and then I, I, I abandoned that's just, yeah, that's why I It like doesn't tangled. suck, but I, you know I don't like the horse in that. You that's my like big issue horse, in that. No. What's the horse's name? Maximus. Yeah, Maximus sucks. Team, <laughs> hashtag Team Philippe. But Philippe's <laughs> doing his bit, right? Because he's like, I'm not a superhero horse. I'm just a horse who helps people. Gets you but where you want to go. Get, knows how to get to abandoned castle. Like, yeah. what, like a sat-nav, a GPS. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> But he's doing his best, and then she hits one of them with a stick, and I'm like, good on you. You know, I'm not asking. In today's day and age, we're going never, ever, ever show a female character as a damsel in distress. I'm okay with weak characters being weak characters. Yeah. yeah. I'm totally okay with that. But I like that in the moment where life. she needed something, she you was there with a stick and had some agency in one. If we're going down, we're going down together. We'll go down swinging, yeah. literally in this case. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. At which point she gets over attacked, you know, she gets overcome, and then the beast shows up. And I'll tell you what, man, they take a piece out of him, literally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Belle's just kind of like, oh, I'm kind of conflicted emotionally. Like she ends <laughs> up kind of okay physically as a result. Um, and again, I think you can do that because he's a beast. I think if he was a man, you couldn't do that. Well, no, because he is, he is like part wolf, isn't he? So he's massive. And yeah. Those, but I mean, like yeah. showing actual like physical. Oh, blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Um, and so... How does she get him on the horse? Oh, that's... I got listening. The horse lays down and <laughs> I've got like Beast with a horse. save. He then goes unconscious. And then I've got my next note. And somehow is up on the horse. <laughs> Magic. Maurice had another invention. He might, he might have come yeah. to you for a couple of minutes. And maybe. Like, just get on the horse, Maybe man. Philippe turned into Maximus where he turned into a human being, grabbed him, threw him on his back. Uh, um, uh, yeah, I'm so stupid. <laughs> Leave Maximus alone. It, it is a giant plot hole. How, is. how is the how does the beast get on the horse? Yeah, massive plot hole that you can't. Now we just skip. it would have been even better if we just faded. It was the next day. We might go. Maybe he woke up. Yeah, yeah. or something. Or, or they just fade right to the castle. And we go. How did they get there? And we're going. Well, maybe he woke up and they got. It. But this point, no. How do you get on the horse? That's a big issue for me. And me. You didn't have to show me that shot. You could have gotten away with it. Nope. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know if he has to pass out either. I guess it's the end they both saved each other's yeah. lives, I guess. If he hadn't have passed out, then you can be like, oh, okay, yeah, he's the horse has sat down and he's kind of slumped his so way over to the horse. She's like it. trying to put peroxide on him and he's all like, Arr. and then they start yelling at each other. And cool part is she yells back at him, yeah. which was great. But then they go back to him, and you shouldn't have lost your temper. And he goes, oh, and like he, she wins the fight. And I'm like, no, no, you shouldn't have been in the West Wing. That's what, yeah, that's what exactly. he ends with, isn't it? That's what should have been the end yeah. of it. You were, you were in the, I was asleep. You had, you, the kitchen's still a mess from whatever you did in there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to know what happened that's in that not, kitchen. I, I don't even started on that. Those plates and forks were diving off the side. Oh, <laughs> dead bodies everywhere. <laughs> um, but they said, she says, thank you. Pause for saving my life and then we cut to a meeting with the asylum keeper and uh, even the director of the asylums like maurice is harmless yeah yeah i don't i don't like him and uh he looked like a they make the deal body. yeah they make the deal that they're going to like put him they're gonna put maurice away i like it i like it it's or delicious it. yeah it's disgusting <laughs> um, I love it. 
Maurice is just talking to himself in his house. I'm going to go ahead and show them all that I'm not crazy. Okay, talking to yourself, Maurice. Cool. Yeah. At least your kid talked to chickens. The more you like go on about the crazy things that Maurice and Belle do, I'm going, I do all of these. (laughs) I'm slightly worried for my own sanity. (laughs) He literally leaves the door and then like LeFou and Gaston like rock up. How is LeFou stupid here? Because he's baiting him. Do you know what I mean? When he comes out. LeFou is the guy who's the fool, isn't he? Yeah. He always gets things wrong. Who's Who's he baiting? He's beating um, uh, Maurice. Maurice, yeah. Maurice is gone. Maurice is already gone. Oh, wasn't he? Doesn't he do the thing with the the beast? Is no, no. That's that's later in the movie. Oh, later on. Okay. So he's I'm told he's told stay there and don't move. So he literally dives in a snowbank, and that's pretty much it. Yep. Oh yes, he does. Yes, yes, yes. And then Beast shows Bell his stacks of books. Um, there. Oh, I love the books. The the stacks scene of a library. Stacks. Yeah, they're falling in love. Uh, Beast, there's a whole like scene of them starting to get to know each other better, and it starts with this tight two shot of a much more demure dining room. Mm-hmm. It's just like a breakfast table. Yeah. And they're trying to eat. And I don't know. Why put it in? If you're going to eat it the way he eats it, why put it into a fine dish? Because it's not him that's put it in the dish, it's the serving staff. I understand that, but like, it's not. They're trying to impress Bell. Okay, maybe they didn't think maybe we should teach Mr. Fork. I mean, surely that could be sentient and can just feed him. Like, why aren't the spoons sentient? The spoons be like, oh, I'll help you, Beast. <laughs> they are in the Oh, song. look at this. Because <laughs> that's not the way he's used to eating, is it? He's used to eating on his own yeah. and just go. Anyway, they go both agree it. we'll just drink our porridge or whatever it is. It's some sort Which of I must porridge. say. It's not real food. It I must say, food. you are like, you've got all that food we saw. In the be- Did they go through all the stuff in the fridge? No, it's breakfast. You do have porridge for breakfast. That's fine. Yeah, but he's a porridge. I don't know. He's a prince in a castle, like yeah, full but English. Like, <laughs> but he's abandoned. Definitely a full Be English. our guest. I go to a hotel if they're like continental breakfast. Oh, by the way, it's porridge. Porridge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm not asking for a whole lot here. Just want some breads, some eggs, some yeah, eggs. They run out of some meat, some cheeses. Yeah. Um, and we get the song. There's something there that wasn't there before. <sighs> Would you be interested in knowing it was not the original intention to have this in the in the film? Oh, it wouldn't surprise me. It's a it's a reprise, isn't it? So, ah, uh, no, it's got moments of a reprise in it's it, but the, but the actual yeah, yeah. Mel- the actual main melody is, yeah. is a new song. Liam didn't like it because it was all in voiceover as opposed to showing the characters sing. Yeah, I think because was it was is it just her internal thoughts yeah. or what? Oh, yeah. was it? We're hearing both their own. No, it's not they're actually singing. They can't hear each other. No, but then. She can't hear when they're in the room and they're doing the dishes and stuff, you know, but they still sing and you still saw the lips move. You still yeah. saw. Well, the reason for this is probably something to do with this, which it is through me. It was last minute fill in because the song human again was dropped from the human film again. before animation began as its lyrics caused story problems, but the timeline of which the film takes place. Such so Ashburn and Menken song. wrote a new song in its place, something there in which Bell and B sing via voiceover of their growing fondness for each other. And it was composed late in production and then inserted into the script. It didn't come across as them thinking this. Oh, I always thought they were thinking this, oh, buddy. Yeah, I just thought they were thinking it. Yeah. It didn't to me. Okay. I just thought this is wrong. Oh, I may have to do a poll. We haven't done one of those in a while. Yeah. When you human first saw this, did you get it was the thoughts? So what did you think it was? I just thought it was a mistake. <laughs> they just forgot to, they forgot like, to draw the Why singing. are the lips not moving? No, just, no, because it's full of questions. You know, she didn't shudder when I shudder at my paw. Yeah, but how many times? Because otherwise you'd go No, because otherwise you'd go, You didn't shudder when I touched you with my paw. Yeah, but even when they're thinking about touching you with my paw. (laughs) Even when they're applying other films, they're always lips are moving and singing. But but they're in the same they're in the same space. Yeah, they are. He can't be singing. But that's not how I saw it. I I, 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 I just 
I can understand what you're saying, and I get it. And, and the issue would be, I mean, if we're having this debate, I mean, something didn't go right because it shouldn't. There shouldn't have to be a debate no. about this. We should get their intended meaning. Yeah, and I didn't. Yeah, I just went. Why is her lips not me? Get a hold of us. Is there anybody who's with Liam on this one? <laughs> or is this just a Liam thing? It must be a me thing. Uh, also, if you've not heard it, go listen to Human again. It's very good. It's, 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 in, the, it's in the sequel. It, not sequel. It's in the remake. It's, it's in the, the musical. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Robbie Benson's voice was, in every other song, was altered by the growls of, not song, but every other part of the dialogue, was altered by growls of real panthers and lions. So you really can't hear his regular voice. It's been processed a lot. Oh, okay. But his voice has not changed on um, on the original motion picture soundtrack, um, which is why as the prince, which we hear in something there, his voice is different. Because in this, we hear his internal thoughts. So because he's not singing it, we actually hear the prince's yeah. voice and not the beast's voice. Okay. So if you look how I was listening for it, I was going, It, ah, does, it does sound different. It's different. Okay. So um, in 2017, the beast sings something there out loud to himself. So yeah. you don't have to, because this is basically Bell's Enchanted Christmas getting set up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not what they were planning, because they, they didn't really do a lot of direct-to-video remake uh, things at, at that time. Because there's quite a, I think there's quite a grab. Georgia, can you find out what year Bell's Enchanted yeah, Christmas comes out? I bet you it's at least six, seven years. Yeah. So, um, and then we had an original song, Evermore. Uh, and in those ones, so when those happened in the remake, then the actor's voice was altered because he does sing it to himself out loud. 97. 97. So, yeah, about six years. Uh, and then finally, they're going, there must be something there that wasn't there, there before. before. And Chip's like, what's there, mama? I'll she tell goes, you when you get older. And you said, or maybe uh, it was Georgia. One of you said it. Liam was like, but they don't age. Well, yeah, they do. Yeah, this is like Interview with the Vampire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chip's never going to grow up. No. So, not, not with the way they're enchanted. Yeah, so how much... <laughs> Tell you when you're older, unless in three days it doesn't happen, in which case you're never finding out because you're never hitting puberty, boy. No. Uh, Beast gets ready for a date. Uh, he looks stupid, and we have the dinner date we've been setting up for, and the dinner that we were promised all that time ago. And we start, and this is the one I've got a ton of notes about stuff, but not a lot about the sequence, and I'll explain why. Beauty and the Beast was the second film after Rexture was down under. I want to talk about the animation for a bit because it really hits here, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Produced using the computer animation production system, a digital scanning, ink, paint, and compositing system of software and hardware developed for Disney by... Pixar. That's right. The software allowed for a wider range of colors as well as soft shading and color line effects for the characters. And these are techniques that were lost when Disney abandoned hand inking the xerography kind of panels in the early 1960s. Uh, this allowed the production crew to simulate the multiplane effect we were talking about with all the layers and stuff mm-hmm. um, and allows you to move them towards the X, Y, and Z axis to give the illusion of depth as well as altering the focus of each layer. So when we were talking about the, the, the focus shifting, and that's because you Clever. can move it down. Yeah, really really clever in addition to this it allowed an easier combination of hand-drawn art with the computer generated imagery which before had to be plotted on animation paper and then xeroxed and then painted it was put to significant use during the walt sequence of beauty and the beast in which bell and beast dance around through a computer generated ballroom as the camera dollies around them in a simulated 3d space i don't really understand what i'm saying here but you know the idea that they've created a computer background there's a camera sort of but in that you've you're you're still hand drawing the characters it's weird because i love this scene but hate this scene is this because it looks is your brain can't figure it out yeah and it just seems disjointed it doesn't mesh together well. The filmmakers originally decided against the use of computers, but later when the technology had improved, decided it could be used for one scene, the ballroom. Yeah. 
Uh, the film's title song went through a noted bit of uncertainty. Originally, it was conceived as a rock-oriented song. <laughs> it was then changed to, Tale was old as time, boom, 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 <laughs> It was, but still Angela Lansbury. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> it was changed for slow romantic ballad, and Howard Ashman and, and Alan Menken asked Angela Lansbury to perform the song. But she didn't think her voice was suited for the melody, and she voiced her doubts. Menken and Ashman said, just go do one take and perform the song as you see fit. She reduced everyone in the studio to tears of her rendition, and the one take was all it took. Oh, love it! And I'll be honest, I've got down here. Just I stopped taking notes. It was just magic, and I actually had a little it, tear. I did. I was. It is. I was not. I, this never hit me. This never hit me. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's nostalgia. I don't know if it's the melody and the performance is. Like you add anything visual to what I think is a perfect vocal and a perfect song. I mean, it was definitely because I was singing along. <laughs> I wrote um, the song sung by Angela Lansbury. Not the best vocal, but a great song in character. Absolutely love it. I think I think it was amazing. And then because it's in character, I, I I love it more. You can feel it. I use this term sometimes when we do Disney stuff, but this was just like three minutes of Disney magic, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I just, I just stopped and just, and just sat back and enjoyed it. I mean, it tingles me. Yeah, yeah. It's such good. Um, it's weird because I really rate the Lion King as a movie. I'm sure, and we'll do Lion King on this one day. We absolutely yeah, will. We will. But you take a look, if you go song for song, I'll put the big three of this against the big three from that. Mm-hmm. It's close. Very. They're, they're <laughs> different tone. Is the tone of each? What are your big three different. in that one? Circle of Life, Akuna Matata. Can you feel the love tonight? Just can't wait to be kings. All right, it's fun. It's four, yeah. Yeah. right? I'll put the song. Actually, you know what? I'll, 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 I'll hands up. The songs in this are better. Do you know? Yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. yeah. Gaston. Okay, Gaston. What's 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 the fun happy one? Can't wait. Just can't wait to be king. Yeah. Gaston kills that. Yeah. You're not wrong. Oh, hang on. The I one. Agree. You know what I'm forgetting? What are you thinking? I'm forgetting. Be prepared, which is a great villain song. That is a great song. It's a great villain song, but so is Gaston, but they're totally different songs. Yeah. yeah. But I'll, I'll take, you know, Belle over Circle of Life. Kill the Beast, I'll, though, over, yeah. um, potentially over Be Prepared. No, not Be Prepared is a better song. Oh, they're close, though. Yeah. No, it's good. It's, it's more of the same tone. Yeah. Both close yeah. movies, to be fair. But Be Prepared to introduce the villain song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, it would be really actually be really fun to kind of go through them actually, just like battle it out. Maybe it's an idea we can do with something at Maybe. some point. Yeah. yeah. But I, we, hey, you know, we, we we could do like a little tournament or something like that, like March Madness, and kind of go through <laughs> them and see what happens. There's there's an idea. Um, but I let's stop thinking. Let's cry. Yeah, I'm always thinking about an idea. So um, yeah, I just got here. It was just it was just pure pure magic. Um, it made you I, I stop just, and think for a while. It, I, I just I just stopped. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Sometimes I mean analysis is good, but I just sort of sat there and went, I just want to watch this. Yeah. Because usually if you watch when we're doing it here, I'm I'm generally typing the the yeah. entire time. Um, is her version on the soundtrack? Angela Lansbury? Yeah. 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 Because uh, I'm used to hearing the Celine Dion version, but I, both no, but both versions are on the soundtrack. They are on the yeah. soundtrack. Okay, I haven't heard the soundtrack. The last track on the soundtrack was, would be the the the, 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 yeah, yeah, the Celine yeah, Dion yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm just going to stop for a second here and go, what is the plan for Ethan's stuff? Are we going to say it all in one go? Are we going to... I mean, what he sent me is the notes, basically, that he must have been... He must have been making when notes when he watched it, it which yeah. is f- fair play to him. But, you know, at some so point, not, we probably should chip in some some bits. They're not readable, like, as to do in one 
big thing really but he's got his favorite element little grumble and favorite song okay so we're gonna put some, like, of, some of that stuff in that's what i was gonna do if you've got something on a couple of things that we can jump in with some of ethan's stuff i, I can't read it in one go but if there were some things it would be there's, worth there's punching just in. so much of it that it's difficult is it chronological though can we find where he is and then this when it's something appropriate jump in i know it's something you, you don't shouldn't have to do today but uh, i feel bad that he's typed all of his stuff up but then again it's him it's his schedule it, it, you can't necessarily tell where he is because it's like you tell oh. but it would be chronological surely it would be chronological so at some point should we go i can find where i am here yeah but he there's well, the note just says i want to give chip a hug <laughs> okay great so you ignore that but what's yeah. uh, there's gonna be something you can find on the map uh cogsworth lumia the cattiest gay couple disney's ever made i know the mob song okay so we've got the mob song okay so let's just stick there and we'll at some point we can add some some notes from him in yeah but I wouldn't be going, yeah, I mean, we're not going to talk about the gayest couple ever made, because that's something that Ethan can say. It's not something that, 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 that I can say. No. no. Me. That's, that's the thing is, you know, sometimes... You need other people on... You need, other people, you need, you need a person who's actually saying it to do that, because I can't go, what do you mean by that? Yeah, you can't yeah, go, yeah. oh, that's fun. Oh, like, so, oh. You go, Ethan said this, I've got no comment on it, because <laughs> I don't feel comfortable having this conversation in his absence. Yeah, yeah, All right, are we cool? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so let me go to After the Dance... And he goes, are you happy here with me? No. And she goes, I just have to see my father one more time. And he goes, well, there is something. And he brings up the mirror. I'm going, no, no, there is something. You could let go. I got like 150 rooms in this house. <laughs> if you're happy here, let's just get dad here. He can invent. <laughs> I'll, I'll give him a whole section of the orchard he can do stuff with. I don't yeah. think she is happy there, though. Oh, no, she says she is. I, I know I, she says that. I, no, I have to believe her. Oh, don't, you don't get to believe her. You do. You do, absolutely you do. After the sequence of them becoming together. Because like, if I don't believe her here, I can't, I can't, I can't, I know, I can't I feel happy in the movie. I know what you're saying, but I, I have issues. <laughs> That's I have fine. issues with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, she goes, anyway, she goes, I'd like to see my father, please. And he's, he's, oh, he's sick. He might be dying. Okay, it's a bit stretching it. But <laughs> yeah. he's struggling in, in the snow. And he goes, you, sh- you should go to him. And I'm like, yo, last time Belle went outside, like, she made it, like, 15 yards and almost died. Yeah, pack of wolves. But you know who rescued them? You. So you go rescue him. Why don't you rescue him, have your staff of hundreds nurse him back to health in this house. Done. Might even win some more brownie points with the girl you're trying to impress. (laughs) Just saying. But he goes, oh, I I released you. And I'm like, dude, you are bigger, faster, and stronger than she is. Yep. So uh, the last time Bella Ficasa, she almost died. And so I'm thinking to myself, I'm, I'm going to steal something from another creator. Apologies. Must have been really difficult for Belle to find him, <laughs> get him on the horse, and get him back to back to her town in provincial France. Nope, super easy, barely an inconvenience. Yeah, barely no. It just happened. The wolves were having the night off. <laughs> they found something else to snack on. Yeah. They're like, nope, nope, don't like don't like Maurice. He got away from us once. We're not going to bother. Nah, he's too fast. <laughs> Turns out Chip is stowed away just in time for the, I mean, this part. I mean, the, the, the plot just dr- hits overdrive. Mm-hmm. The director of the asylum is going to take Maurice away because he was tipped off by LeFou, who was a cute as a, as a snowman for a moment yeah. uh, gaston is there man. i'll tell you how i know gaston's the manliest man in france there's snow on the ground and he's, he's just wearing a shirt bare arms yeah, yeah. <laughs> thin fabric bare arms he's gotta be canadian <laughs> <laughs> um and then we get the song the the mob song and i imagine it's called the mob song because you can't call it kill the beast 
No, Ethan has said, he says, I know the mob song is supposed to be scary about Beast's fate, but God Almighty, it is a bop. Good song. Yeah. It's a bop. Ready, good and dead. Good and dead. Good and dead. Kill the beast. Kill the beast. <laughs> we just started like a screamo bear. Kill the beast. Kill the beast. <laughs> um, they lock Bell and Gaston in the basement. Chip has this great eyeline match. I did not see this coming in the Disney film. So an eyeline match is what a character looks, and then it shows us what they're looking at. Yeah, oh. and as it show look, so he, right we see him looking off camera in the middle distance. Yeah, and then we see the shot from their point. It's gonna be a point of view shot. Yeah. yeah, and then it's it's the invention Maurice made, but it zooms in, and he's going aha. And I'm going wait, hang on, Chip. How do you aha when you don't know what? Have this you is? ever seen one of these before in Never. your enchanted life? <laughs> if Belle sees- saw and went aha, I'm going. She would know what to do here. I think yeah. he just sees an axe and goes gotta work they're playing more on the fact that we know what it is yeah, than what definitely. he knows what I it agree. is um and so um the beast has gone all emo <laughs> he's all like what's gonna happen they're, they're storming the castle let him come <laughs> he needs to be listening to like some dashboard confessional or like simple plan <laughs> how could this happen to me Oh, I'm afraid. Why did you, why did you let her go? Because I I'm love her. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, oh, uh, poor heart. So we go to the battle scene, and it's like Home Alone, but less sociopathic. I like this. Because like household goods are attacking them, but it's because yeah. the household goods are attacking them. Not because Kevin like lined up like three paint cans and is hurtling them at them. Don't one of the mops come flying by and into their face or something? That's, sure, that was quite. There's a little. There's a tiny little set of like chest of drawers hidden behind like a curtain at some point, with just holding a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> and it cracks me up. We, we 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 cut to uh, Chip with the machine that somehow the axe is like I guess chopped through the cellar door. Oh, yeah, you see it go through. Yeah, yeah. you do. Yeah, and uh, he goes. You guys got to try this thing as he's dangling very cutely. I mean, Chip. Chip's a fun character. He is. Um. Everyone else leaves because they're getting beaten up by the household objects, except for Gaston. He's got a bow and arrow, and he's storming around the castle. And he goes after the beast. And as far as this goes, I like this because we've established that Gaston is a master hunter, mm-hmm. and the beast would be something that he would. This would be a, this would be a prize. Head on the head on the wall. Now he also says because when they're, I think we skipped over, but when they're going to take uh, Maurice away, Bell proves he's not crazy. Look, and no one questions the magic mirror they've got in her hand. Again, they go cool. Yeah, magical doohickey. Magical doohickey. It's about a thousand years early for an iPad, but we'll run with it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they run with that. And um, what does Gaston take the mirror? Because it shows him where he wants to go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Because I see him slip it into his belt. Yeah. And it just makes him a jerk. Yeah. Because also it's going to make be- it's going to make the, the beast, the gift he gives her. It's gone now. She then gives to the guy who's who looks, he's a good looking guy. Uh, he's come to kill him. Yeah, yeah, Bell's betrayed me. Oh. It's probably part of the reason why, I don't know if he sees the mirror when he's going like that, but I think he's going, yeah, this is it. It's over. Mm-hmm. She was lying to me. She had your person. He was thinking what you thought. Yeah. You didn't really love him. <laughs> um. So... Uh, Gaston goes after the beast and he shoots the beast with an arrow in the back and they have a fight on top of a roof. So if you're playing Disney bingo, fighting at great heights, tick, yep. in the it, third act. It, it, See, Robin Hood gave us heights and fire. That's, that's, that's the double <laughs> dose, if you can get both of them. It tells you that Gaston is not a nice guy by firing an arrow in his back. But he doesn't see him as human, does he? He's just a beast. So if, it was, if you were hunting something, you wouldn't wait for it to turn around, would you? Well, I wouldn't be hunting a beast. Well, no, I don't hunt either. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? I just, it's just, 
They want you to hate him because, of course, you know the Arab because effect. we've. But the, it's interesting. It's, it's well done because the beast has been humanized to us. Yeah, but not to him. He's the beast. Mm-hmm. Although I wish they didn't call him Beast the whole movie. She like, could have gone. You know, my name's Philip well, or something. Booty and Beast. Her name's Booty. See, there is Bell. There is well Bell, but they call her Booty, don't they? So, booty. Booty. <laughs> there is controversy here. There are some people that will tell you his name is Adam. His name is Adam. Prince his Adam. His name is not Adam. Oh, is it not? No. Anytime anything goes out, there is massive controversy. He's never referred to as Adam in this. The production team basically shut it down every time. But even like Disney branded merch will go out that says Prince Adam on it and then has to get recalled. Oh, okay. Um, And so um, the the, the beast grabs him and sort of hangs him by his throat over the edge. And he does what we call in wrestling. He's a chicken shit heel, (laughs) which means he begs off as soon as he's in trouble. I won't. I'll do anything you want. I'll do it. And then, of course, as soon as his back's turned, he does the opposite. But the beast is is way too much of an optimist here. He is. He's like, Belle. And I'm like, I I get you. I'll be with you in a minute. Get the guy out of your house. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, he gets stabbed in the back, literally. Yep. As Gaston has his moment and then falls to his death. One of the few times we have a legitimate death of a villain and in I was happy a Disney film. I was happy with him to die to his death. Yep. <laughs> uh, and he I goes, like Gaston. Falls from a height. It's one of the best villain villain deaths you get in Disney. Scar. I, I, yeah. I like Gaston up until, you know, he's not a nice guy. Um, he goes, but, but Beast <laughs> goes, at least I got to see you one last time. And Beast dies and she confesses his love for him, her love for him, just before the last petal drops. Uh, there's a transformation. You know, if you've seen Shrek, you've seen it. Um, <laughs> different. Then the petal drop before he... No, 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 no. She says love, love, and then it cuts yeah. there. Oh. I think in the remake, they do tweak the timeline. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Um, and well, so those last five petals fell so quick. So quick. Well, you, you know what? You know how it is when you... Oh, when right, petal. Who hasn't had an enchanted rose with the last five go, right? Uh, true. Yeah, true. It's like when you have, you know... There, I counted. There are five on there just before he says, "Go get your father." My and this car, is in the same couple of hours. <laughs> my car's petrol gauge. The last quarter goes way faster than it does. It the does. last quarter goes I mean, so quickly. Right. And the first quarter it'll say goes got, quite slow. It'll say I've got sixty miles left. I'll be like, "Great!" It'll literally say sixty, and then I'll drive like five miles. I'm like you have thirty-five miles left. I'm like, "What?" Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. On just to be devil's advocate, my phone lasts on one percent. My phone like does last on one percent. I think it's a constructed thing to go look. Get your phone plugged in. Yeah. 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 Um. So there's a transformation. We have to see it from Belle's point of view. She goes, "Belle, it's me." And she looks at him really close. <laughs> She's like, "Is it? I've just She's seen you transform, the transformation." Is it? Yeah, it's the eyes though, and I do like that. I think it, it should have been like, the eyes. "Go stand over there. I'm going to yell insulting things at you." <laughs> yeah. it'll, 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 it'll be like, "Been like the old days." Classic us. <laughs> me verbally <laughs> abusing you. Um, but she goes, "Is you?" There's a great action match cut where he sort of swoops his his. Oh, it's lovely because they kind of kiss and they swoops his arm and then it matches a swooping arm as they're back dancing in the ballroom, surrounded by everybody again. We get to see all the staff Clearly. in their regular life thing. I thought Lumiere looked way better as a candle. It's so yeah. much better as a candle. Yeah, Cogsworth looks the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he, we see Lumiere like oh, as he goes and chases this girl off the screen, and they come back in, and it's Cogsworth bringing him back into the frame. Yeah. Loved that. Funny. Uh, they get into a fight. Of course they do. And then Chip goes, do I still have to sleep in the cupboard? You go, and then you get like that old school, like, what like, happened to all his brothers and sisters? Yeah, they don't count. They're still, <laughs> they're well, still they're, in they're, the cupboard. They're in the cupboard sleeping, and they all turned human, and they just suffocated. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> what How Disney ha- really ended. Yeah. <laughs> what would happen if you were like a saucepan and you turned back human, but you were like on the stove being, oh, jeez. Oh, it's dress on it, fire. Yeah. Um, but we get some of that classic, like five vocal, like everyone's around. Tell is all this time. Song is all this rhyme. Beauty and the Beast. So and it's that, but it's a classic thing. Like, oh, I feel good about this. And he goes, oh, that's your movie. It's great. And then, uh, just in case you're curious, there was some smoke around the Beast. It's actual smoke. It was not animated. It was originally used in Black Cauldron, and they just reused the footage. That's very clever. I tell you what else is very, very clever: the transformation sequence on one of the rides at Disney is they've redone it it's very new but the animatronic it's it's there it's not it's like part animatronic part project projection part all sorts of different things and it when it works it's seamless like you cannot tell where it is changing and where it it, it looks beautiful i'll find a video and fire it out because it is absolutely incredible excellent i've had to do this for a while but That was our sound effect we used to use for Paws of the Parks, just because I got a, I got a Disney Park fact here, oh, so I thought I'd use it. I one already. Look, look at that. Uh, the, the stained glass window that's at the end of the movie was built in Disneyland after yeah. this movie's release. Yeah. That's nice. I that's cool. There's also, I mentioned it while we were watching, the portrait of him that we see that he puts his claws through. There's also yeah. one of those that the claws appear every so often yeah. as well, which is, there's some amazing little bits in the parks. So that was our Paws of the Parks. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the artists were busy in this one. The movie used 1,295 painted backgrounds and over wow. 120,000 drawings. And then the film ends with the pop version of Beauty and the Beast by Celine Dion and... Peebo Bryson. Sounds right. Yeah. Um, big hit. Big hit. It was the first Disney animated movie to have this, which is pretty much a, a, a tradition now. You always yeah, have the pop, you version, do. The pop version. Like, you know, you have to hear the Lin-Manuel Miranda version of, of your welcome. <laughs> Over the credits, or what was it? Frozen Two, like Weezer were doing, like Lost in the Woods. Oh, that's a great song. And Lost in the Woods. What's the face does um, the Mulan one? Oh. When did that? Christian Aguilar. Yeah, yeah. She also does. Uh, oh, that's no, Mulan. I'm thinking about Mulan. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she also does that one. Of, oh, wait, uh, Mulan's over the same one. Yeah. A final note. It was, it was the last. The <laughs> it, it was the final shot that we saw on the, on the screen. George, I think uh, you were getting stuff ready, but we were sort of looking, and uh, as the the Celine Dion. Um, song was finishing uh, all songs were the last complete works for a movie by academy award winner howard ashman mm-hmm. ashman died eight years prior to the release of the film the movie's dedicated to ashman at the end of the final credits you read the dedication to our friend howard who gave a mermaid her voice and a beast his soul mm-hmm. we will be forever grateful Aww. i'll say this whoever does that stuff for disney nails it every time Absolutely. who doesn't get tearful hearing that yeah i know right um, yeah, nice so now it's time for, I get, oh, I better hit the right button here because I'll They're the end wrong up colors. with that. the wrong colors, yeah. <laughs> We're in the end game now. And we are in the end game now. Uh, Liam, buddy, we need a random word. Chip. Chip? Chip. Chip. Lots of hot possibilities with the gifts there, folks. Get them in. Yeah. Uh, best film ever pod. Let us know that you're listening still. Chip. Are we going to get crisps and chips coming through, aren't we? <laughs> well, we, we, yeah. Well, in Britain, we would call yeah, chips. chips. Yeah. But in Canada, we what you call chips are called fries. Yeah. So, yeah, unless you're getting yeah. fish, then it's fish and chips. Weird. <laughs> That's very weird. That part still exists because fish and fries, even though it's alliterative, doesn't fish sound good. It doesn't, no, it doesn't it. Do uh, Fish and chips. It's got that nice, that nice crisp end to it. Yep. Uh, let's talk about the money. I was really surprised with the budget. Only $25 million to make. Really? That's impressive considering all of the the fact that it's got some... Budgets are different. Yeah. I mean, now, I mean, we, we, we laughed a little bit where I went, one song. 
The credits were one song long. Yeah. yeah. Now it'd be five, six, because it would be all the visual and the video yeah, effect yeah. animators you'd have to like list. Yeah, it would, yeah. So it's a different, because the, the thing was when you do Frozen 2, it really is like three or four pop versions of the songs because yeah. you've got that much credit plus some. Yeah, yeah. true. So, um, you know, $25 million. What do you think it took in? Now, this is including all releases. It has had a couple of su- subsequent releases. So it's had but to diffuse, isn't it? Um, $220 million. $220? I was going to go $250. You're both low. I was to say it feels low though. Big time, like five fifty at four forty. Okay, wow. yeah. So big one. Um, uh, That's impressive. Awards. It wins an Oscar for best score. No surprise. Best song. It's incredible. It does win an Oscar for best song, but which song? It's Taylor's Oldest Time, isn't it? No, no, no. Beauty and the Beast, isn't it? That's the same, same song. song. George. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah George yeah, yeah. has just given the actual name of the song no the actual name of the song is Beauty and the Beast it's not it's Taylor's All the Time the no, name of the song is Beauty and the Beast it's, called it's not the Beast. it's Taylor's All the Time you go ahead and look for it because I've got my literal notes here from here which yeah, I just I'm hit copy sure and paste I've got the yellow button so ready to go here <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you have but. that's going to be I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to enjoy this so Liam the thing I like most about being right especially in these moments <laughs> is I think it's that immediate crowd because you're going to look at her and you talk about phone acting when we did we're going to see some phone acting essentially you're going to look at her and go Oh, because oh. <laughs> I actually own this single. Do you? And that says Beauty and the it's Beast. It's Beauty and the Beast. Because <laughs> the theory is when it's on the radio, you don't want to go, and that was Tales All Time from, no, you want to call it Beauty and the Beast. You do. It is Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Try it right here. Do it. <laughs> it was Beauty and the Beast. Basically, what Liam and I are asking you to do is acknowledge me. That's right. Beauty and the Beast. So. I've always seen it. I'm, I wonder if there's a mistake. I'm going to do a quick Google because I wonder if in the musical it is Taylor's oldest time. Because I've <laughs> no, hear me out. I've sung it with like with the score, and I'm sure it said Taylor's all the time at the top. That's the first line of a song. It's not the title. No, I'm. Just- <laughs> 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 if you Why fi- do I still do if, this? If you find it, let me know. Um, so uh, you, you're both guessing with different names, but you're both guessing Beauty and the Beast as yeah, your choice Celine of song. You are, you are right. That what did win for Best Original Song, but two other songs were nominated against it. This is when Disney World is like owning the Best Original Song because three songs get nominated for uh, Lion King as well. I rest my case. It's on the oh, score. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Who made the score is what I want to know. It says lyrics and music by Howard Ashman. At the no, back. no, that's right. Anybody can make, anybody can say things on a piece of paper. I want to know who did this. But it's there. So Which book is it out of? I don't know. Let me have a look again. But it is there. Tales all this time, sheet music for piano solo. No, it's just what someone's done on something called Muse Score. It's not actual, like, well, official Well, I will find scoring. a better one then. Hang on. <laughs> okay. So, Let it drop, Georgia. Let it no. drop. <laughs> what were the other songs we think I nominated? Uh, Be Our Guest. Be Our Guest is one of them. Um... Bell's first song. Yeah, you're right. As your George just yeah, checked yeah. right out. She's yeah, totally yeah, doing yeah, that yeah. from now on. Sorry. I just, so, no, I it just, is. You got it. They're also a B. So it's Bell, Beauty and the Beast, and Be Our Guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, probably the right three. Maybe the villain song never gets nominated. No, it doesn't. Because Lion King, like, you can't, I just can't wait to be King got nominated. I'm like, how's it better than Be Prepared? It's not. It's not. It's not. Uh, but anyway, by the time that Alan Menken and Howard Ashman won the Academy Award, uh, Ashman had died. So Ashman's longtime romantic partner, Bill Lotch, accepted the award on his behalf. Oh. At the time, it was the only animated film to be nominated for Best Picture. One other film has joined it. Do you know what it is? Was it Moana? Moana, yeah. No. Ooh. Frozen? You think that's going like, to beat like legitimate contenders? Like You have to go to real emotional places. I don't know. Coco. 
No, but you're right to guess Pixar. It's a Pixar film. Uh, ah. Would it be um, uh, Toy Story? No. Oh. Toy Story, come on. Up. Uh, yeah. So um, I was on my way. Those, up to the, it. Those the, <laughs> I thought I give you a lift. Uh, those are the only two that made it that far. Uh, it won a Golden Globe for Beauty and the Beast as well as the song, and it won Best Picture, Musical, or Comedy uh, at the Golden Globes. So um, someone, I think Ethan, maybe out of turn. I'll hit the button. We've hit it a thousand times today, but uh, <laughs> said, "Ah, oh, and that's the reason why they have a Best Animated Oscar, right?" The animated Oscar doesn't happen until Shrek, so it's like 10 years later. So, no, oh, it's not okay. that. Okay, so what I've learned is I think the music that I was always given to sing it by is like the first result that's on there, and it's not it's not the official one, but it's the one that I was always shown. So You're going to say I on. had a... No, you said the song is called... That's no, no, the song Because was, I've always seen it as... Yeah, but you're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> I'll the yellow button. It's fine. I'll own it. But that is where it came from. <laughs> All right, so uh, whose story is it? Uh, the beast. Yeah, really. It starts with the beast and ends with the beast, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's not Belle's story. Belle, 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 no, but Belle no undergoes no change besides you're scary. Now I'm not scared anymore. Yeah. She yeah. is the plot device by which we see him change. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can have your feelings on that, totally. I mean, he... <laughs> Beauty's on the inside. She is the person who would see that. She's the person who saw through Gaston. She's the person who sees the good and the beast. Okay, great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. But that's who her character always was. There wasn't any change that undertook. Nope. Um, role of women, George, you want to go ahead? Because we've talked about Stockholm Syndrome. We've talked about... Yeah. I mean, there's two main female parts in this. Yeah. Belle Mrs. Potts. Yeah, yeah. I mean... She's great. Ethan mentions it and he's like... Says about how he's, he's not invested in the romance because it very much perpetuates the she must fix him, he's broken, so she'll find the good in him type type thing. It's a fairy tale. It's a fairy tale <laughs> one. Um, fairy tales all the time. She shouts back at him several times. Yeah. And she takes the place of her father, which is really quite noble, and lots of different things. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. As the audience... Because oh, Mrs. Potts is like the leader of the I, household I, items. I, I like Mrs. Potts, and I think she's, she's good in her role, and she's... Sorry, go on. No, you're fine. Good. Anything else? Well, I'm just, I'm just saying that, you know, role of women in this film isn't too bad. Um, because, you like, like you said, it's just two basically main characters, really. Yeah. I mean, they're, the rest of them are men. We should be asking what the role of men is in this film. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. You know? um, as the audience, I mean, do we... Exp- it's kind of really weird because it's a, it's, a, it's a fictional character. She doesn't have a real thought. But are we conditioned from minute one to be like, yeah, Belle's got to fix him? Like, the, the, the only desire I want, I don't really care about her feelings that much because I want to see the beast fixed. Yeah, because you've hidden is, this from it? me. What's yeah. the beast really look like? How can he get back to the way he changed? I know what movies want me to do. I want to see him fixed. Yeah, that yeah. is what it is. It's what it's supposed to be. Whether that is right in an actual, real, non-fictional like situation is a different matter. But because got, it is a fictional film. I've got way less of an issue with this yeah. than I do like The Little Mermaid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way less of an issue with Yeah, this. definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Uh, favorite character? Probably Mrs. Potts. Mrs. Potts? I really like her, yeah. Lumiere. When I was a kid, I loved Lumiere. Good shout. He's the one that just uh, keeps sticking out on the screen, and um, you're the one who you're rooting for, because every time he comes up and he's doing something, he's doing things a little bit naughty that he shouldn't do, but you're okay with that? Yeah. Because he's doing it in a good way. He's got a good heart for it. Yeah, mine's definitely not Beast. No. No. 
Belle? Yeah, I'm going to go Belle. Belle, in the sense that, you know, she was allowed to be intelligent, which was a big step. You know what I mean? Definitely like, you know, books. like, you know, she doesn't yeah. want to, she's not really, she's unaware of her beauty. She just wants to be, yeah. She just wants to read her books and be smart and spend time with her dad. Quite like that. Um, she's strong, picks up the stick, starts swinging it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah Belle. Belle, uh, honorable mention to Lumiere. And there's the part of it still wants to say Gaston for some reason, which I don't, you know. Yeah. I know, same. Yeah. But I think it's because, you know, we are seeing him as this big, funny income. we remember act two gas act one and act two gaston and we forget act three gaston yeah, oh, definitely. Which, yeah. Is, which if you just went to straight to three you'd like i said I think when also, you went to his death i was like yeah i think we also forget act one gaston i think we live in the song yeah we think gaston's the guy's gonna be cheered up and come on you're a great guy let me explain that's right i eat a bunch of eggs you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Ethan's favorite character is also lumiere um he says he's a beautiful candle holder and he loves every second he's on the screen his character design's really good it is yeah. very very good uh, did you mention yours? Uh, yeah, I said Mr. Potts. Oh, okay, that's right, yeah. Is there a reason you would want to explain why? Or you said she was the leader earlier, but... Yeah, she's just a leader. She's a very... She's just lovely. She's warm. Okay. Which is funny because she's a teapot, but, like, she's just <laughs> lovely. I really like her. Uh, best moment, best element. Uh, I'd say stay away from a song. Unless there's something you wanted to split it with, but, yeah, because we have best song in a minute. Um, Probably the, like, the the opening narration i think is brilliant and that then into the segue of that into the little town the opening mm-hmm. music i think okay. is really really lovely again this is a bit of a pet hate but um a bit i like actually is the ballroom mm-hmm. i like how the camera angles swing around it gives you that like that whole um it makes, things, it makes there's actually a camera in there yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it really does it yeah. makes you it fools you yeah. but at the same time i don't like the cgi in it Okay, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, yep. it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword with that one. Uh, I'm going to go with my favorite. I'm sort of cheating a little bit. I'll cheat, I'll cheat a whole lot. How about that? Yeah, go for <laughs> it. The double act of Cogsworth and Lumiere. i got to mention that. Oh, it's yeah, fantastic. It carries, it carries a lot of the early second act. Yeah. The two of them being opposites. You know, well, Bell. You know, oh, we should feed her dinner. No, we shouldn't. And they fight, 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 fight. They said, oh, we shouldn't. They fight, 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 fight. But they're still buddies. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'll go with also the opening song and how much that just that builds the, the not just the song, but the whole visual, the whole yeah. here's here's everything you know about about the, the first ten minutes of this because that song was on for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's I like it's, it's, it's not quite songs. it's not quite into the woods. <laughs> it's more just a song though. It, it's it's the idea that they instantly made me be a place that I wanted to it's cleverly be done. At. It's, it's cleverly, cleverly, done. cleverly done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It tells you everything you need to know. Yep. to build the foundations for the rest of the story and i'm all in on 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 bell's character oh so yeah. yeah definitely uh, so uh, ethan's favorite element is uh basically the same as looming says the achievement of making this animated movie have the same camera work and fluidity of modern movies he says it's really impressive it makes him really appreciate and respect the effort that goes into the art form yeah, yeah and you know i've had my bit about animated movies and i still think it's <laughs> not much of an acting job in the grand scheme of things all you have to do is your voice compared to you know moving your body yeah and all the thing that can there's ninety percent of communications nonverbal. How do you do? Okay, when you ten percent of the work, I don't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if we talk about best song, oh, best song. Oh, Angela Lansbury, hands down. Yeah, it's weird because I'm going. I'm, I'm thinking to myself, am I just doing it based on the vocal, or am I actually including the whole? It's really hard. It's visual as well Opening as listening one. to love it. Belt. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I kind of cheated oh, and chose do. that first. I yeah. do love that. But did Ethan pick one? Yeah, he says, uh, be our guest, just an absolute spectacle that captures Disney spirit and takes you on the best journey to showcase the power of animation. I'm not joking. Be our guest might be my like fifth favorite song in this f- film. It's hard. Yeah, but there's so many good songs. Gaston's better. Yeah. 
um, you know, the, the mob song. <laughs> Something there I quite like as yeah. well. I mean, yeah. Be Our Guest is just a cool, it was, it was the fun one when you were a kid. Be Our Guest is Can't Wait to Be King. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's better than it's better than Can't Wait to Be King. Um, mine is I Beauty and the Beast. I cried. Yeah, I yeah. cried. I know some people call it Tale as Old as Time, but I call it Beauty and the Beast <laughs> because the first time I saw it was on official things. So, uh, yeah, as well, we're not the all that lucky, are we? Uh, but no, um, it's, it's just I, it was, I was really surprised how I actually like it hit me today. Yeah, and I don't know why it hit me today, but it did. Her voice hits you though. Oh, her vocal is so. Because it's not a perfect vocal. No. But, it, but it's a real vocal. But it's a real, yeah, real. So one take, and it feels like one take. Yeah. And it feels like she's in the room with the with the orchestra, yeah. like they said. So, yeah, absolutely. You feel that. 100% in on that. Grumble? Don't think too hard about what is happening when things are going inside of people <laughs> as objects. Yeah, the, the sort of... Uh, the internal logic, <laughs> the internal of, logic. The, of the enchanted castle. Just don't, yeah, just don't, don't think it. about it too much because it will blow your mind. Yeah. My grumble? <laughs> I put role of men in lead roles, not great. What's this showing kids? <laughs> That's what I put. I, I think the audience for this skewed really female. So it also suggests what's it telling girls about, you yeah. know... You know, these big two, you know, at the end of the day, there's two big, brooding, powerful men who were both some sort of archetypal visions of masculinity, mm. mm-hmm. which I hadn't really thought of until you said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it really is. You know, they're both, you know, they're both powerful men, like as far as like physical, physicality. Even Adam, well, not Adam, even, the, <laughs> even Beast when he changes, sorry, I got recalled by Disney, um, <laughs> is, is he's still like a big barrel chested guy. Yeah. 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 His hair is weird. Uh, <laughs> His hair is very weird. My grumble is, I think you needed, ironically, I think you needed something more than, there's something there that wasn't there before, just to get me to the idea that they love each other now. Yeah. Or maybe it was the idea, it's that trope. Everything's so perfect, now let's sit down. Oh, my father's dying right now. I'm like, could it not be the next day? Yeah. 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 It's how quick that happened. It's how quick. Yeah. It felt like it really, here it is. It really steamrolls to the finish in the third act. Everything after the dance to the end of the movie is breakneck speed. Do you know why? Why? Because there's much more story um, storyboards and drawings that they have to do to p- prolong it. Yeah. And they're bored by this point. They've done, a, they've done an hour. This is this like years. the nightmare before Christmas. It's like we, we, just, we just can't do we, it anymore. We just got to find an end. Just, just get just, to just the get end. Yeah. Have we hit all the big songs? We, okay, great. Okay, let's just get to the yeah. end. <laughs> and again, That's it, why. Did, it did feel like a film that was based more on songs. Although I think the script is a much better job than like Nightmare Before Christmas oh, God, again. Yeah. There, yeah. It wouldn't it wouldn't be the film it is without the songs. No. Without no, a shadow. Or, or the songs, the music drive it. So there is that. Did Ethan have one? Yeah, he says, uh, Beast is an absolute idiot for thinking that if he swaps Maurice for Belle, he won't face some serious consequences. The thinking behind the imprisonment makes barely any sense to me. I mean, Ethan Bud, he, he's literally going, if I can get her to like me, we will all be saved. That's the thinking yeah. behind the swap. But you don't know that to start with. No, but they, they, they express that. If, like we live in a heter- if we live in a heteronormative world, which is what Beauty and the Beast lives in, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Maurice ain't ever going to marry you. 
No. Maurice isn't going to fall in love with the beast. At least with Belle, you got a chance. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's like that gift. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't worry about the, the, the roles. I mean, best role ever. I mean, I guess we, I mean, maybe Jessica, I want to call Jessica Lansbury. It's not her name. Angela. Angela Lansbury. She played Jessica on Murder, She Wrote. Yes, yes. Um, this is not her best role. <sighs> it's difficult because the TV show lasts forever, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It's interesting. I think Angela Lansbury, I believe she's still with us. She is. I bet I bet when she passes, I hate to say this, but I bet it will be um Angela Lansbury, singer of Beauty and the Beast. Dead. I think it'll be Angela Lansbury. Angela Mrs. Potts. Yeah, Mrs. Potts. I think it'll be yeah. You think it'll be it'll be Murder She Wrote? Yeah. Interesting. I don't want to have a, a tale as old as time. If, 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 um, good murder. If I'm if I'm if I'm wrong, uh, I, or if I'm right, I'll be hitting the acknowledge me button. Going, no, yeah, no. I'm a but um, well, yeah, interesting, interesting. Oh, I wonder how old she is. She must She's be. Gotta be. I mean, we don't usually do age game because, but it'd be interesting to see how old is Angela. She must Lansbury be about now. 95, 96, 97. Yeah, Angela Lansbury got the name right this time. Yeah, uh, she she's gotta be in her nineties. In her mid to late nineties. Ninety six. Ninety six. Bless say, her. Jeez. I raise my empty Fanta can. I raise my Magnus cider. Because I'm keeping it actually non-alcoholic this week. You are. I am. I had a, had a fun night last night. <laughs> <laughs> um, so but making go teetotal for a whole month. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I mean, that's quite a recent picture. She's still looking good, bless yeah, her. Yeah, she still looks good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but to, to, to Angela Lansbury... God bless you. Absolutely. Um, so it's really now time, Georgia, for uh, critics. What do the critics have to say about this? This is very highly regarded, obviously. Um, it's It does really, really well. Um, like so 94% on Rotten Tomatoes yeah. and 8.0. So it qualifies in both measures easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the 8.0 just scrapes in, but still, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> so we got uh, Michael Scrago from uh, New Yorker says it's got storytelling, vigor, and clarity, bright, eclectic ima- animation, and a frisky musical wit. Well, I just liked all the words he used, so I picked that one. Um, then I have got. Uh, Sarah Michelle Fetters, who wrote this when the Blu-ray came out, uh, so shushamoviefreak.com basically says, Beauty and the Beast, as good as it looks on Blu-ray, as superbly as it plays at home, deserves to be seen in the movie theatre. And I won't lie, seeing it on your big old TV, mm-hmm. it it's nice. was beautiful. It, 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 was, it was something. Was absolutely stunning, because I've not seen it on a screen bigger than about 12 inches, and so that was... Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah. Uh, and then we get one from our good old friend Roger Ebert. Ebs. Um, who basically said, he says, Beauty and the Beast slipped around all my roadblocks and penetrated directly into my strongest childhood memories, in which animation looked more like more real than live-action features. Watching the movie, I found myself caught up in a direct and joyous way. I wasn't reviewing an animated film. I was being told a story. I was hearing terrific music, and I was having fun. So he is big old fan probably quite a lot of nostalgia going in with that one as well he says a lot of children's movies seem to expect people to buy tickets by default because of what the movie doesn't contain so no sex vulgarity etc beauty and the beast reaches back into an older and healthier hollywood tradition in which the best writers musicians filmmakers are gathered for a project on the assumption that a family audience deserves great entertainment too nice yeah i love his writing i'm I'm guessing (laughs) he went four stars on it um i've not actually got that i will have a quick check you're fine you're fine uh so if we talk about uh i was hoping you're gonna find one that like hated it was like (laughs) overrated schlock (laughs) uh we asked our critics and i put out the fleece and said what is beauty and the beast and the same four categories as always great good okay or poor and 58 percent of our listenership said beauty and the beast is a great film it is it's a great film. Uh, i'll say this much though 
nineteen percent said it was either okay or, or poor. Wow. So that's I think that like, I guess speaks to the the tendency of male um, viewers. There's a female excuse female. It does. Uh, I also think it's it's not cool to love on animation. It's also or musicals no, or musicals. <laughs> Or, or th- as the majority of people in the, on Twitter and with film podcasting to be to, to be men, yeah, I think there's also a chance to, to to go against something like this, which is clearly not aimed primarily at us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, neighbor of the podcast, Debbie, Debbie said, "Love this film. Had it on video when I was little, and has always had a special place in my heart." And I will put a heart on that now that I've read that and responded. Uh, sister of the podcast, I've done the button twice. <laughs> Kirsty says, "A family fave here. Incredible soundtrack. Great voice acting. And st- well, who's who's voice at? Not the Beasts. I don't know. Is he? I wasn't that impressed. Mm, he's." Possible. Yeah. Uh, and stunning animation. The story's a bit whack. Falling in love with a captor, an enchanted castle, a rotten Frenchman, not like mine. My sister's. Uh, <laughs> that's quite funny, actually. My, my, my sister's partner is, is a French Canadian. Uh, but so much, but so magical, funny, and enjoyable. My family will watch it again today. Two thumbs up. Kirsty, if you can get David for a moment to do any sort of line from Gaston. That <laughs> uh, Danny and Drew from its musical podcast say easily one of the best Disney films. Gaston is the best and the rest is all drips. And then someone's been tagged. I went to Mickey's not so spooky Halloween party in Paris in 2019 uh, as bell. And oh, I think this is uh this is his, his partner, I think. And they went uh, as Bell and Gaston, a classic and a great one of that. Here's a pick from a trial run at MCM Comic-Con. So that's Danny from It's a Musical Podcast. Oh, I love that. As that's Gaston. That's and that's back to my point where I think it is the, the IP of Gaston, oh, similar, similar to what we talked about. Because with, people go to meet. Gaston is a character that is out all year round. He's not just a villain character. He is. And you go and meet him and just flirt with him and he's great. Yeah. But, yeah. Danny, because it's, it's act two Gaston. Yeah. Yeah. Danny continues. The best song has to be Gaston in act two. Uh, though Belle is a close second, which you all sung beautifully in your Nightmare Before Christmas episode, by the way. Well, thanks a lot, Danny. Thank you, yeah. uh, Julene, 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 Julene says, I loved this movie as a kid, but there were some problematic things I noticed as an adult. But the score was incredible, and the characters were memorable. Even the animation was ahead of its time. The fact that people still talk about the characters tells you this movie is great. Friend of the podcast, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Says, most of the 90s and 2000s Disney passed me by. This included. I've gone back and watched it since and really liked it. It definitely skews more female, but it is a lovely story with great songs. I appreciate a musical these days. I'm one of the people that likes the live remake, too. On a side note, I liked the live remake. For a couple of days, I thought it might have been better than the original. Having watched the original now, I'm 100% wrong when I thought it was that. But I thought a couple of days afterwards that I was wrong. I like the live remake, too. Live remake is one of the better ones that I've seen. Absolutely. It's not not bad by any stretch. Be Our Guest is fantastic. Be Our Guest is something. Gaston is as well in that. Gaston is amazing. It's it's like you took the the, the musical version of it and and filmed it on like a proper Hollywood set. With a massive budget. Yeah. 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 Uh, Hermes says, I agree with Dwayne on this one. Additionally, though, I'd growing up with a lot of sisters ensured it was on repeat for years. I even remember we had to get a second VHS copy because the first one eventually wore down too much. <laughs> it's not my favorite, but I see the appeal. And then we've got, uh, sorry, just one second here. We've got, come on, load up. Load I'll up. I'll cut this load out. Load up. <laughs> Dwayne Smith, res- Dwayne responded with, I do like it when people agree with me. Hey, buddy, story of my life. Acknowledge <laughs> uh, me. Hermes said just the first portion. Oh, okay, they're talking to us. I'm going to get out of that conversation here. Uh, Rob says, he, uh, sorry, Rob B 
So from Bigger Movie Rob says, humans trapped in household items? What's not to love? And a Stockholm <laughs> Syndrome and bestiality? While the antagonist Gaston is confronting his own sexuality as your thing, but this movie is perfect. Hey, a contrary opinion. I've always got time for that. Yeah. So there we go. So that is what they thought. And just before we tell you what we thought, we got to unveil Tier 3 yeah. of the podcast. So before we do Tier 3, let's remind everybody what Tier 1 and Tier 2 gets you. So, what does Tier 1, Georgia, friend of the podcast, not you, but that's what the tier is called, <laughs> what does it get us? Tier 1. Uh, so, Tier 1 is £3 a month, and it gets you, obviously, all the content, plus anything exclusive that we add on to Patreon. Um, so, there will be pictures, there'll be mini videos, there'll be little polls and things that we pop on there, mm-hmm. uh, mostly because I will get bored and just add things on there for my own entertainment. Um, but you'll also get the ability to have your say in any votes that we put out, so include uh, choices for real roundtables, uh, votes on a score for each film as a part of a audience voice vote yeah, the fifth chair the fifth chair vote yeah um and Good a chair. vote in the best and best of and worst of so that would be pretty much the first thing that happens in january if you sign up straight away and you get to know that you're helping out a podcast that you hopefully like a whole lot keeping the lights on for us. keeping the Absolutely. lights on and letting us progress towards other ideas we have that might yeah. require just a little bit of seed money and that's all that's all about the sort of is so you'll also yeah. get a uh, um just a little message from us for joining and a birthday message as well if you leave your birthday, uh, birthday in there. Excellent. So, uh, best friend of the fog. And I get all that for what? Three pounds. Three pounds. Three pounds a month. That's less than yep. five American dollars. It yep. is, it is. That's um, for you, Reverend Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, the next tier up is nine pounds a month. So, it's best friend of the podcast. So, you get everything from the first tier, obviously. Uh, plus, also a quarterly mini gift sent straight to your door. So, something tangible, something physical. It'll be something like a postcard, a sticker, a magnet, a keyring, those sorts of things. Uh, plus, also four times a year, you will get to visit us in on the action, live and uncensored. So you get to Ooh. join us basically on a Skype or a Zoom call, whichever we end up using. Zoom, apparently. Um, <laughs> That's a terrifying thing. <laughs> and you will get to basically sit and watch us record. Um, warts and all. Warts and all. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And on top of that, you also have the opportunity to lend your voice in not to a literal way. Uh, and you can record a 60 second, 60, 90 second. I haven't quite played out the timings of this yet. But you can leave your feedback in audio format. We will play it during the season. Go ahead and say who you are, what podcast you're from. It's not an ad. We're not letting you say next this week. We're doing other than that. No. But, you, but you can say your name of you and your podcast and sort of get your thoughts and hear your voice on, on the BFE. And then we can react to that. And it's always nice to sort of uh, nice hear from hear, people, literally. Nice to yeah. hear a voice, isn't Nice it? to hear the voices who come behind some of our, our most pr- present. And you don't have to, but it's an option that will be available yeah. to you at that best friend of the podcast level. That yeah. is right. Yeah. I need to add that into the actual thing because it's not written on there yet. But. And so that is the best friend. Now, we got the last one, the best friend for forever, the, forever, the BFF of the BFE. The BFE. Absolutely. So for £20 a month, and this is limited to only 12 people currently. Yes. And you'll find out Because I think there's some value in this. Oh, God, yeah. But it's only valuable if people get to use it on, on, on a frequent enough basis by which I think it has value. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So basically, you get everything from before. Um, but you also get the opportunity to join us. You will get to uh, join us for the end game of a film of your choosing. You'll choose the film and we'll arrange a time and date that fits us all. Um, so basically get to hang out with us for 30, 40 minutes and talk about a film. It will be absolutely wonderful. Um, you'll also yeah. get... So, so like, you get to pick the film. Yeah, now, yeah. Within, within, we're not horror reason. people. Like, no. uh, I'll still officially give the thumbs up, thumbs ultimately, or something that we've got coming up next. But for the most part, we'll go, what movie do you want? It'll be a movie that you get to choose that yeah. you can sit here for. I'm not here. We're going to shut down people's 
if you had a very reasonable choice, I'm not going to go, no. <laughs> but no, so come ahead, join us. Give all your thoughts. We'll let you sort of give your overall theories, why you chose it, all that stuff. Engage with us. Talk to us. Heck, even, even you know, we could put a button on, we could play the button on you here if you make a mistake, <laughs> you know, all the things that are possibly available to you. And, and have that opportunity to actually be on the on the program itself and, and join it is us. an official episode it isn't just a podcast this isn't, isn't patreon, patreon only, only. No, no. it will go out on your the- voice will go out everybody will yeah. get to hear who you are as you engage with us and we're limited to 12 because we want to make sure that everybody has the chance to experience this like we, i'm thinking about doing like we around once a month it could be yeah. some openings yeah. for more frequent or, or but overall 12 because everybody should get at least once once in that year yeah now, absolutely in the early days if someone if we don't have all 12 sign up, you could easily, I'm not going to leave like three months empty. You could, you could appear twice in the year yeah, or three times on, on what, what occurs at this level. Depends what happens. So yeah, yeah it, it's all about where we're trying to make it people who want to be engaged on that level. We're trying to make that available. And so that's what we are offering here. Uh, you will also get for um, six months of being our BFF. We will send you for free a Patreon only exclusive t-shirt design and you get to like send us your size and everything and we will send it to you for free. Yeah, and I think at the three month barrier, I think it's like the other ones at the three month barrier. We do we, we send stuff? So that's oh, part of the nine pounds. You get all the stuff from tier one, all the stuff from tier two. two. Yeah, yeah. But you also get a t shirt at six months. So you know, who doesn't want to be our friend for six months for a free t shirt? That's right, and that's kind of where we're sort of having it. Uh, it's really weird to think about, you know, where where we're to price things or what to do things because we want basically we just want to keep doing what what, what we're doing. Yeah. Hey, and you, offering it, making it bigger and better. But yeah, sorry, what? You've talked me into it. I, I, I want to sign up. <laughs> Can I be on this podcast? Liam's going, I only have to show up for the end game. Is that it? <laughs> Once a year. Woo, I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll just pick a film that I want. Yeah, sounds good to me. <laughs> so that's what's available. That is dropping January 1st. If you have any questions, get a hold of us, the pod at, you know, at Best Home of Pod. Georgia, what, what's your, because you're sort of handling the, twi- the, the Patreon specifically in your. Yeah, so I'm at um, BFE underscore Georgia. At BFE underscore Georgia. So yeah, uh, we're very excited about it. A bunch of people are making noise about how they're definitely already signed up. I'm like that. That's really that's encouraging. Thank you. That's it's 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 it's, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. You put it out there and you're like, you just don't know, do you? You don't know. You don't know. And I wouldn't ever want to assume, no matter how good the relationships we no, have exactly. with, with some of our no. listenership. Um, it's it's nice when someone goes, no, no, I think you guys do good work and it's worthy of actual coin pips come over he must be signing up for the patreon that's what he, he's like i'm on it no he's like guys it's almost been three hours you don't usually take this long can i go outside please yeah <laughs> we're almost there we're almost there so uh all of us have to do now talk about our ratings our ratings uh why don't you start by giving us does ethan have a rating he does okay yes um so he says despite his moaning about the beast being an absolute idiot for most of this movie which i don't agree with but okay cool he says i struggled not to find myself loving so much of it this is a technical masterpiece and showcases why i think the animation is a fantastic art form for cinema i don't think the i don't think the same magic can be replicated one for one in live action just because of the color fluidity and magic of it all uh it cements itself as one of disney greats from animation and music and really takes you uh takes you there on every level the opening music gets you gripped into a dark mystery bell is crowd bell is a crowd pleaser and gaston is one of the only times toxic masculinity is is a good time for all uh it's wonderful good viewing so for that he's giving it eight and a half cogsworth meltdowns out of ten <laughs> Nice. If we were doing the pod, have we already talked about this? Who's, yeah, I said I'm probably Cogsworth, I think, yeah. <laughs> Who would Ethan be? 
Ethan would be the um, the dog. I was a hundred percent on the same wavelength there. Doesn't know what he's doing, but he's really excited about it. Who was Pippin then? Pippin's probably Maurice. No, he's, he's the dog. Chip. He's Chip. He's the dog. Uh, he's the he's, he's the horse. He's the horse. Yeah, he's he's here. yeah. waiting outside for you. All right, uh, let's Liam. Okay. Um, I loved this film as a kid. Really did love this film. Loved the music, loved everything about it. But since doing this podcast, I see things in different ways now. I don't always like how it makes me feel and how I have to analyse stuff sometimes when you've got um, a heart attached to, an emotion attached to films. Yeah. So like Julene, who mentioned there's problematic areas, yeah. <laughs> I agree with that. Um, I don't like the, the role of men in this film um, and how we forgive certain things in this film um but the, the songs i just can't get away from the songs i love them i get tingly when i hear angela lansbury um the whole motion with the camera angles as they do them with the well they're not cameras are they but yeah you know, the, the actual uh sweeping parts of the the, the motion of the film mm-hmm. um and i get swept away with it um i thought i honestly was going to give it a 10 wow okay I honestly thought I came into this giving it a 10. I've actually dropped down to an eight and a half. Eight and a half? Eight and a half falling rose petals. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that last half is what saves his life. It doesn't quite fall. <laughs> Hangs on a bit. Uh, so Georgia? Yeah, me. Uh, yeah, so I I love it. It is beautiful. It was lovely to watch it on a big screen because obviously I, I wasn't alive when it came out to watch it in cinema. So, and I've not seen any of the remakes oh, I seen some, uh, uh, in cinema or anything. So to watch it on a big screen, how it was meant to be viewed was really, really lovely. <laughs> My TV standing in for cinema it, experience. It is, it is massive. It, it really is. is. I'm only yeah. a small person. It's a big screen. Yeah. Um, but no, it, is, it was really lovely. The music is incredible. Um, but I can't see past some of the internal logic. It's just, it just, you go, oh, and I think, like, like if it was a live action, which eventually it was, they did fix some of that. They did address those plot points. In oh, don't get me started on Emma Watson in the remake. <laughs> oh yeah, no, let's not talk about that too much. Um, but yeah, I, it's it's beautiful and it is lovely, and the art, the artistry that's gone into making it a film is incredible. Um, but the story is is flawed, so I'm going to give it an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Yeah. Wow, I came in here kind of nonplussed in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Being the Beast, to me, I regard it as a girl's film. Because thinking about it, I haven't watched it since I was like 15 probably, so I was probably like, yeah, it's a girl's film. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm stunned as I sit here because uh, it got me. It got me emotionally. Now, it, Being the Beast gets me through at two. And then the songs generally stop mm-hmm. and they rush to the finish. And so I'm torn between two numbers massively here. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out for the life of me which one it is. The songs, this might, this and Aladdin might be the two most, what's your lineup of songs? Because mm. these are, these are world beaters here. When I said be our guest, it might be the fifth best song. I'm 100% legit on that. Yeah. Um, the visuals are fantastic. I agree with George in the sense that like this TV, <laughs> I should just do an advert for LG because I'm doing it. <laughs> but they might use us. It looked phenomenal, and it, 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 uh, it, it, I think maybe I appreciate the artistry of it more than I obviously would have at 15. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to say it's really hard to divorce from the hard stuff I like in the musical that doesn't, doesn't exist here. I'm trying to make sure I keep that in the right spot. <laughs> 
I'm going to say. Cool, this is painful. It really is difficult. I'm really struggling. Well, I, 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 I did as well. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go nine. Don't ask how many receptacles and mouths and whatever the tea's been in out of <laughs> ten. And if they're sentient. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of questions I don't want to ask. Like if, if like you chip off a piece of the china and you drink it with the tea, is someone's, bu- uh, it's just not, it's just not worth asking. No, it's not. Uh, so yeah, so really, I mean, it's going to be an eight and a half average across the board. Very strong. A very, very strong film. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Now we got to talk about what is occurring next week. I think I know what it is. Aladdin! (laughs) (laughs) So, next week, next week, we are headed from provincial France Mm -hmm. to Las Vegas. We are headed there because the house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you unless when that perfect hand comes along. You bet big, and then you take the house. Oh, oh, um, Ocean's Eleven. We are joining Danny Ocean trying Woo! to rob three casinos in one night. Nice. In Ocean's Eleven. That's cool. Ocean's Eleven is a fun film. It is a fun film. And you know what? It's a heist. It's a caper. And again, you want to talk about we, we had the indie little road film. Yeah. We, we, you know, the motions and all. We, we had the artistry of Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to go have a fun caper film. Yeah. And that's going to be a good so time. So on board with it. It'll be a really, really good time. Hopefully, Ethan will join us next week. That'll be nice. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And that'll be that. So uh, for all the stuff we have coming up on the BFE, check it out. We have on Friday our real roundtable on the war films that we'll record very, very shortly. Uh, on Sunday, su- uh, Superhero Sunday, we're going to have our Theater Skip It. Theater Skip It Sunday on Eternals. <laughs> Eternals. Uh, was it aptly named? We'll see. And then Not all the other good what stuff. Else is, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll probably hit that on the Sunday. But yeah, let us know if, if you if you saw Eternals. What was your thought on that? But how we do on Beat the Beast? You agree with us? Disagree with us? Let us know. Yeah. Be part of the conversation. Be part of the fledgling fandom at Best Film Ever Pod. There we go. Was I too generous with nine? I didn't think I'd be the high mark on this one going in. Uh, I didn't me, think I'd be the low mark. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to talk you down? Or? <laughs> I, I, I was really sitting there going, okay, Back to the Future is my eight and a half, right? I'm going, is it eight and a half or is it better than that? Yeah. And the, it's the songs. It's the songs. I the couldn't. Songs are I great. couldn't. The songs are great. I mean, I, I can't give it a 10. It's not. It's not I don't think, I don't think an anime, it's going to be hard for an anime movie to hit 10. Again, it's my heart that well, yeah. I was thinking, you know, I was going into this with a 10. And, yeah. and the more I watched it and the more I. And I analyzed it. Yeah. I was like, struggle. 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 So, yeah. yeah. I don't know where I would have ranked it in the old talking the Mickey rankings there, George. I'm thinking this probably would hit top five for me, though. Yeah, it's definitely Uh, definitely my top five. Yeah. As far as ones we've done so far. I mean, yeah, like there's Robin Hood. There's, oh, it's going to be probably about three or four. Like yeah. Wreck It Ralph really hit me. Yeah, I've not yeah. seen that. Oh, it's really good. Coco got me. Robin Hood, Coco. I've not seen that. So those are good ones for me. Even what was the one with the, about the dad? Onward. Oh, onward. onward. Yeah, that was good. Don't even get wow. me started on that. That was good. Yeah, it's two very different films. I think I put this. I put Beauty and the Beast ahead of it. But yeah. I cried so much. Yep. So uh, please join us next time, though, for a film that we shouldn't cry and we should just have a lot of fun with in Ocean's Eleven. For best film ever, I've been Ian. I've been Liam. And I've been Georgia. And every now and then we get some feedback. And people are like, you should tinker with this, you should tinker with that. And I just got this one phrase to say to those people. In the word of my homeboy, Cogsworth, if it ain't Baroque, don't do it.
don't fix it. <laughs> You're not wrong. We'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flap. <laughs> <laughs>